Hey, good Tuesday evening to everybody in the Steelers Nation. Uh, this is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And get ready for one hell of a show because, boy, do we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, and, we? and we do. We do. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers are one and one. Same place we were last year at this time, a beautiful road victory, kind of unexpected, and we came home and lost. Shit the bed? Shit the bed, lost, forgot how to do things, uh, didn't do things. Who the hell knows? Hopefully everybody's got their adult beverage this evening. I need to get one, uh, as a matter of fact. What's that? I'm going to mute myself. You're going to mute yourself? Um Permanently. George, welcome in. Uh, George is our first customer tonight. Um, <laughs> he admits he was wrong about Sunday. Well, I, I'm not proud to say I picked uh, New England to win. Uh, Melvin's in. Steelers Freak is in. Good to have all you guys and whoever else is jumping on board as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we we got a lot to talk about here. Um, Ian, I'm going to just throw it right to you. Um, is it accurate to say, as many have said, that Mitchell Trubisky looks to be playing not to lose? Absolutely. He's playing scared. He's playing terrified. Um, he is taking the safe throws all the time and not pushing the ball down the field. I mean, I think that's obvious. It's been beaten to death on, on Twitter the last couple of days, but you know, I'm going to talk about it anyways, that, there's a couple things happening. Number one is Mitch is in that veteran starting role with a rookie behind him. And he's afraid to make a mistake because he feels like any mistake could cost him his job, which I kind of think is why before week one, Tomlin kind of leaked it out there that like, oh, no, I'm going to start Mitch the whole year. That was kind of a vote of confidence in Mitch to kind of say, hey, you don't have to worry about you know, if you throw a pick, I'm going to bench you, right? Mm-hmm. That you can go out and play. Um, but then after week one, you know, Tomlin kind of praised his ball security and he didn't turn the ball over. And all, and for as bad as the offense was, they didn't turn the ball over. And, you know, Mitch didn't throw True. a pick in week one. Um, so, you know, he's got that in the back of his head. And, you know, Tomlin for years now, even going back to when Roethlisberger was quarterback, preached about, you know, ball security and all that stuff. You know, Ben went on that streak of how many games in a row where he didn't throw a pick, um, you know, the the year he came back from his elbow injury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Tomlin's kind of fallen in love with that, like, let's keep the ball secure and not lose the turnover battle and, and things like that. And, um, you know, so that's one thing that's going on in Mitch's head. The other thing is, that he hasn't started in this league in two years and he's taking the safe, easy throws. He's not throwing guys open. You know, he's not throwing into coverage at all. He's waiting for guys to be college open. Essentially he's staring down his receivers. The the oh, interception man. that he threw um, on the pass to Deontay, he stared him down the entire time. Um, and then on top of it all, you know, I was talking to my dad after the game and I said, you know, and I was at the game. I said, you know, I watched Mitch a lot in the second half. And it didn't seem like he like audibled or changed things up very often. I wonder if he has the freedom to do that in Canada's offense. Um, and then, lo and behold, yep. Mitch Trubisky talks to the media and is like, 
yeah, no, there's sometimes I can audible, but other times I'm, I just have to run the play that gets called. And let's back up a few years. I understand when Duck Hodges was the quarterback sure. that they were Makes like, sense. don't change anything, run this play, just go out and you know get them out of the huddle, snap the ball, we'll see what happens. Yep. But Mitch Trubisky's a six-year NFL veteran. Like, you brought Stop drumming. In. I'm not drumming. I'm getting some more booze. Well, it sounds like you're drumming. <laughs> drum, 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 drum. Finish, Ian. You, I'm you sorry. bring Mitch in to be your, your starter. You got to trust the guy on the field to look at what he sees and say, hey, what you called ain't going to work here. We need to change this up a little bit. So if – the coaches are putting the shackles on them, and I put this on both Tomlin and Canada, that mm-hmm. if they're putting the shackles on them and saying, hey, you're not allowed to audible, you got to go out there and run what we gave you, then, you know, Mitch is kind of in a bad spot. That said, even running what they gave him, he had guys down the field in situations where they were either one-on-one or wide open, and he took check down throws instead of trying to push the ball down the field. Like Mason. Yeah, and, and Scarps, it almost feels to me like he's trying to be Jim Leland and he's trying to win a one nothing ball game Jim by, by getting a, a, a you know a little bunt, slide the guy over, what get a base hit. That? Well, that's what it feels like. Watching that football team feels like a, a, a manager in baseball trying to eke out a one-run game. That's what it feels like to me. He's yeah. scared. Yes, yeah, I, and I thought I thought about this last night, and I know that I know they went down by a le- by more than ten to the Patriots, but th- that offense to me, it's like they're just so scared of getting down more than one score, right? And I know, and like even like, and that's the other thing about the Patriots, like they kudos to them because that would to me that came down to coaching, and I know they they didn't look good in Miami, they never do, but like. Kudos to to Belichick and staff for not only putting their defense in the right position, but their offensive line did a great job. Cole Strange, I mentioned his name. I thought he was a third round pick. That the Kudos Steelers to you, man. You nailed that, dude. Darth Vader took him in the first. And and yep. hey, man, Cam Cam nice Hayward's game. a pretty Cam Cam Hayward's a pretty good football player, and uh, and Cole Strange did well. But but I look at the I look at this team is that they're so terrified to to make a mistake that would put them down two scores. And I look at this upcoming schedule. And they did. And I'm, not, and I'm not, yeah. And, and you know what? And, and, and they did fight, but you know, it, it didn't happen, but I look at this upcoming schedule and I'm not even talking about the Browns and the Jets, but I look at that, that four that, you know, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, yeah. Philadelphia, Miami and Philadelphia teams that can put points on the board. And I'm like thinking shit, like, the, like Mitch is never going to, push the push it and new and that's the other thing new england was just daring us to take yeah. a shot yeah. daring yeah. us to nine man boxes like 10 yeah. there was and, there were 10 yeah, guys within ridiculous. five yards of the line of scrimmage and, the whole second ridiculous. half and, and you know and mike mike's always going to defend his guys and i understand that but like i'm sorry but like I, i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm a you know i'm a, i'm this I'm, I'm you know i'm this you know, film guy. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I, I know, you know, I know everything about football cause I don't, but like, you know, you know, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining when like they were daring the steel and like Mike's like, Oh, you know, what do you mean? 
Like, I mean, holy shit. Like, take a shot for once. I'd rather you throw a pick. Like, Mac Jones took shot. Mac Jones took shots. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mac Jones. You gotta you gotta credit Mac Jones' offensive line, though, honestly. And that's, that's oh, they a, were it's great. a veteran group. Yeah, Cole Strange's side. It's a veteran yep. group with a very good coach. And they knew what the hell they were doing. And and yeah, not having to contend with, with TJ Watt this week really helped them a great deal. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said so far. Uh, I think he's playing scared, but I also think this is a team effort in terms of of the Steelers' offensive suckitude. They're just fucking inept. It's it's everybody. It's Canada. It's mm-hmm. it's obviously it's it's uh, it's Mitch, but it's also the offensive line and their inability to to run block. If they could run block, at least they'd have some facet of the offense. That was working okay. And honestly, I didn't think they passed block that well this week. They weren't awful, right. but they weren't as good as they were week one. Not by any uh, stretch of the imagination. And, and, and you know, you have to wonder if if maybe New England had a better game plan in terms of, of pressuring Mitch. But, yeah, as, as Ian pointed out during the game, they're loading the box. They're daring him to throw deep, and he won't do it. And he had guys open or about to yep. come open, and yep. he dumped it off. And I'm sorry. I do not have any faith. I saw the, the, the quote before that Mason would have, would have tried those deep throws because we've seen him for four years and he didn't do it. Okay. Every once in a while, he don't cork a deep one every once in a while. And that was if a guy was college open, which frankly, there were a few times that, well, at least twice that I saw that George Pickens was college open yeah. or was about to be college open one-on-ones. And we didn't take advantage of any of them. No. Um, Clearly, the wide receivers and the quarterback are not on the same page. Clearly, the ringmaster of the offense, I'm sorry, this falls on him, Matt Canada, does not have his shit together. He is, he's running a scheme that he wants to run instead of looking at his players and going, oh, these are the strengths of my players. I'm going to try and gear what I want to do toward them. He's trying to make them run his shit. And which, they are, it's, they're completely discombobulated and, and <laughs> well, it's it, shit. It is. It's they crap. can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it is, it no. is crap, and, uh, but and, it's, it's not all his fault. It's not all the offensive line's fault. And it's not all of Mitch's fault. And I get no, all of that. It, it really is a team effort. And Najee, what the fuck, dude? Missing, yeah, let's talk about so Najee many holes. Ahead, I just couldn't yeah. even, uh, uh, but I, I, I want to make one point real quick. I sure. thought this game hinged pretty much on, on two plays. It did. One, the long interception that uh, that Witherspoon gave up on that 50-50 ball, he should have gotten a piece of it. He yeah. should have gotten a piece of it. He yeah. was in position to get a piece of that ball. I think he went for the touchdown. He got distracted. For, or excuse me, the interception. He, he got distracted for a second, let the ball go through all the way to the wide receiver who fought for it, to his credit. Yes. And then scored a touchdown. And then the muff punt. You get a muff punt, give up a touchdown on that. You put your whole team in a really bad spot against a, a quality coaching staff. Maybe not a quality opponent, right. but a quality coaching staff. Now you're down. Your defense is gassed. They only had um, ten on the field too. With on yeah, that. yeah, they only had ten on the field for that. Yeah, and they they didn't. <laughs> they didn't nobody blocked the gunner on that on that play, and he was in the position to. The Patriots always have a white dude with long hair. <laughs> Whether it's Ross, Ross Ventrone or, or Ray yep. Ventrone or Nate Evner, 
and now that dude the other day, like they always yeah. got, like they always got this white dude with long hair on special teams. It just makes like the best play, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, I bet you stand there like oh, the Pats to guard me. Let's see what happens. The I Pats coaching back. staff though did did have a really nice, really nice game plan. And, I thought and so. I thought yeah. they they executed it pretty well versus us. I didn't think the Steelers did enough on defense to. I mean, it, it's hard to make up for losing a guy like TJ Watt, okay? But it just didn't seem like they did enough to try and make was, up for it. Man, they ran a bunch of stunts up. and shit, and I was like, what, are you, what the fuck are you doing? Mike Florio said that the Steelers wouldn't miss a beat on defense, even if yeah, they he's didn't on have crack. TJ Watt. Yeah, Florio. A, a lot of guys somebody. a lot of guys sold that at, right after the game last week, and I was like, what? what? No. How do you... Oh. How do you make up for losing the defensive player of the year? You're not going to miss a beat? What the fuck? You don't. Ian. Yes. I want to go back to something Ben said. So he said there were two plays that changed the game. I, I want to add a third one in there. Be a third. Yeah. That really, there were two muffed punts in this game. The Patriots recovered one in the end zone for a touchback. And yeah. the one we muffed, we didn't recover. Right. If we recover that one in the end zone, that's a completely different ball game. Well, right. Honestly, and I, I looked at it, and I, I swear he had possession when his ass hit the ground. I, I thought that was a terrible call, but they're they're not going to give you that. Um, the, the initial call at the beginning of the game, that should have been a safety. In my opinion, that should have been a safety. Um, he had possession. He was falling backwards. His ass hit the ground. He's down. He's down in bounds. What they said was he never had possession, and he rolled out. Eh, I, I don't that, that no, whole no. rule needs to be revisited and, and, and I, I don't think it would have been a safety anyways because he never possessed the ball in the field of play he muffed it in the field of play right he muffed it in the field of play but like i said in before, the end zone before he fell down his ass hit the ground he had the ball here right but it still would have just been a touchback because he never had the ball in the field of play yeah, and he that, would have had to was, field it in the field of play and run back in oh the end yeah, yeah 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 you're, you're, you're right you're right you're right, right. Yeah. correct yeah, he would have had was to field it. Then I know they, the get, I know they get calls, yeah. but yeah. I was like, I, I was like, ah, I think they got it. The, the, yeah. the call itself, the whole thing has to be revisited, though, because if you're going to attempt to field that ball, I don't care where you are, if you can't field it and you put it on the ground, there's a. It, yeah, that drives me insane. I don't know if it's and I I have because I haven't seen it in so long. But there was a similar play in a Steelers game when I worked. There was a you know five six seven years ago now. Yeah, where the where the the return team tried to advance a muffed punt and yep, fumbled it, dude. and the Steelers yes. recovered. But you yep. can't advance a muffed punt, right? Correct, correct. As a return team, right? And, and I'm I, sorry, I'm sorry. You you can you can advance a muffed punt as a return team, but if you fumble it, it doesn't count. It's some bizarre rule. No, like, no. What right? what it is is if the kicking team touches the ball but doesn't down it, that's it. it that's the it. returning yeah. team can pick it up and run with it. Right. But if they fumble it, but if they fumble it, they don't lose. It's possession. dead where they where they dropped mm-hmm. it. It was like yep. so, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, there there yeah. are definitely some there, there are definitely weird rules when it comes to yeah. punt and kicks. I, let me. Well, yeah, look, there's look. a lot of weird rules in the NFL. Period. I mean, <laughs> look back at the immaculate reception. You want to talk about weird fucking rules? Yeah, no question. The defender um, has to touch it first, or because. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, I, I what know. What shit is it's, that? It, the ball yeah. bounced off somebody. Catch it, yeah. run. Hey, real quick, let me remind everybody that we are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and that means we are associated with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN 
to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And boy, shit. oh boy. I, obviously, this is not one of our uh, sponsors. but No, it's not, but I really, can't quit. Is that Don Julio? That's Don Julio 70, and it is. Look at you. Damn, it's good. Look at you. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, hey, I want to talk Najee a little bit more. We Ben brought it up. Dude, um, what the fuck? He, he, his, yeah. vision, his vision was terrible. He had no bounce. He predetermined where he was going to go before. I, what the fuck? Is is that a result of a guy that's played behind a shitty offensive line and he's just trying to make plays and now the line seemed to be blocking, but he's still running as if it's not blocking? I Does think that that's part of sense? it. Yeah. I think that's the that's part of it. I, I really think it has more to do with the fact that he does not believe that he's going to have time to react in the hole. And so he's deciding where he's going to go before he gets the ball. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think he's like deciding when he gets out of the huddle, but he's deciding at the snap rather than getting the ball, going where he's supposed to go and then reacting to what the situation is, which is what he he used to do. Right. His vision was bad or his decisions were bad, however you want to look at it. And he's got no bounce. He's got he's got no burst when when he's got the ball in his hands. I don't obviously he's not a hundred percent. Okay, Agreed. obviously he's not healthy. I don't know why they keep dressing him and trotting him out there, but they are. But on top of that, he's making really bad decisions. What the fuck? What was that? I mean, and I I love the guy, but damn, what the well, hell? You guys would agree that I mean the difference. And watching him run and Warren's few snaps, it, it, Warren's like a bowling ball coming down the alley. And I, I he's mean, much he's, faster. He just my, hits well, my and word he's a, for he's Mitch, a one cut and run guy. Yeah. yeah. My my word for Mitch was he was playing scared. Najee's playing indecisive. And the biggest difference that you can see with Warren is he runs decisively. He makes his cut and goes. Yeah. And he's just like Mark. I mean, Mark hit it on the head. Duck Hodges of, of running backs. Yeah. He can block. He's <laughs> he, he damn well can block. Yeah. But he's, he's running decisively. And you can see the difference when Warren runs hard and decisively versus when Najee gets in the hole and starts dancing around and can't decide where he wants to go. And hell yeah, Melvin drinking with us. All right. What buddy. are you drinking, Melvin? I'm trying to find what he's drinking right here. I just pulled up the uh, ranking, but he, he's drinking something. The twatter, the, the on the twatter. Um, yeah, I, I mean, something is clearly not right with Najee. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Go ahead, Scarps. No, I, I. And I'm gonna say this. You know. Oh. Melvin is I didn't want to. I didn't, oh, Maker's Maker's I didn't want a quarterback in the first round this year. I didn't want a running back in the first round last year. Um, I'm not going to say. You know, Nosh had a nice You're rookie. So season. angry. Nosh so had a nice starts. rookie season, but really? I'm going to say this. Um, I, 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 I wonder if a product of Nosh's success last year was Ben knowing when to change plays and put him in better positions to succeed. And I think that. I don't think no. I don't think a lot of people trust Mitch, um, and I don't think a lot of people trust that line, and and that's not good for anything. But I, I think Naj is a really good football player. I really do. I think he yeah he's definitely sure. hitting that sophomore slump. Chase Claypool had a similar had had a similar season. But the thing about it with me is that like I think he's trying to. And I'm sure he's hurt, but if he is hurt, then don't let him out. Like sometimes yeah. you gotta, 
sometimes you got to be like, dude, like you are more important long term than right and, now. Like you have to. And it's a that. fucking marathon. Yes. It's like the yeah. NFL season is so long. And, it's not and, a sprint. It's not yeah, a dash Mike, to the and, finish. And Mike the other day like laughed about it. Was like, yo, it's good to be young. And I want to be like, yeah, that, that's true. But also like you don't want to risk it. Um, but then you know, for Nas, like to me, like this is to me. I look at sometimes like this year when he runs. It's like he looks like he's trying to be Le'Veon Bell, and that's not who he is. That's no. not who he is. He's a bigger guy. He's more powerful, and and I don't. I maybe he's having a little bit of identity issues or something like that. Like he doesn't want to just be. He doesn't want to be there because then, like, he gets in the open field, he makes a hurdle, like he does this play, and it's like okay, but like, I mean, like you watch the tape, like there are holes there, and it's like he, it's like before. He even allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm going this way. I don't give a shit. And yeah. it's like, and uh, granted, Kevin Dotson, Kevin, like, not the line isn't good. Let's be honest. The line isn't good. They're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. So I can understand Naj's hesitation, but like, you sure. got They were pretty really bad week one, you, man. They were, yeah. they were pretty bad yeah. block, you gotta uh, get, blocking week one. They were, you awful. gotta get, you gotta get over, you gotta get over that eventually, yeah. though, because. You know, Jalen Warren, in my opinion, has had a better season thus far than Nod. Yeah, and, and that is sure. not, and that better. is not good. No. I, why? Why is Canada? Uh, Ian, I'll throw this to you. Why is Canada not getting uh, Trubisky out of the pocket more? I mean, wasn't wasn't all this Canada offense about pre-snap movement, movement? You know, rollouts. Roll I mean, yeah. what, what the hell? I, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like Ben's still there. I mean, yeah. in it's, many ways. I don't know. I, I think the whole unit might have a little bit of like paralysis by analysis right now that, you know, they're, they're running an offense that isn't all that complicated, but none of them were used to it really. I mean, Ben was essentially either ignoring Canada, running his own plays or, um, you know, just doing a slim down version of it. And, you know, all off season, the talk was, oh, we're going to see the full Matt Canada offense. Now, well, the full Matt Canada offense sucks. And, you know, <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> it I'd hate to see sucks. the scale like, down Matt Canada offense. We Holy saw that shit. last year. And, <laughs> oh, and, my and God. I think, I think they're overanalyzing things a little bit, right? Like the first game against the Bengals, they sent guys in motion. And some of the times they sent guys in motion, they moved them to the strong side of the formation where the run was going and brought an extra defender to the run side. And then, so this week they tried to overcorrect that. And then they're like, all right, we're always going to motion away from the run. And to, you know, Ryan mentioned this ad nauseum on this show. Bill Belichick's a pretty fucking smart guy. He figured that out after like two plays. Like, oh hey, the way the motion's going, they're gonna run the other way. Even you if, know? Even if, listen, and, I I know I hate that team, but like even his kid with that mullet, like yes. that's hilarious. Like that's the other thing too. You got Patricia, you got like uh, fucking corn chips residue in his beard. It's just like he lost to these fucking guys. Like you know. Worst guy wears yeah, a cutoff hoodie. Like, what the hell? His, his kid is just—I mean, he—he he, he looks like uh, uh, any meathead from a, a movie or something. I mean, Sorry, just... Ian. Go ahead. No, no, it's it's totally fine. And I think part of the problem is. You know, and we've seen stories today, you know, offensive skill position players have been, you know, requesting or suggesting plays in the huddle that they think will work because they don't like what Canada's calling. And 
I have a pretty good guess about who it is, and it was the receiver that was throwing it's, his arms it's, up. It's yeah. the receivers, plural. Yeah, it's plural, plural but it started with I, DJ. Oh, yeah, it was absolutely – Mark and DJ I think we were talking so, about this. We were talking DJ about this was so pissed for good reason. <laughs> he was open all friggin' day. Yeah. They could not cover him, and Mitch would not throw him. Like, there was a time he was wide open, and – He's just throwing his arms up coming off the field like, what is going on here? You know, and I understand why he's angry, like you know, not just him, but Claypool. But the problem is when you get frustrated and when you're in an offense where you're getting a limited number of looks, you're going to try and do too much. You're going to try and do everything you can every time you touch the ball yeah, right. rather than just doing what you're supposed to do. And, you know, then then you wind up screwing up because, you know, you're not getting that many touches per game. You're not getting that many looks. Like these guys played with Ben last season, and yeah. Ben could blow Canada off and did frequently. Yes. We saw it, especially in the fourth quarter of games yep. last year. He just went, Yeah, now I'm running what I want and and ran whatever the fuck he wanted, would draw it up in the in the huddle sometimes, is the way it was described, right? So yeah. Those guys that played with Ben last season are coming back into the huddle after last year when they could make suggestions and Ben would be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, this year, th that no. quarterback can't make those changes. He is shackled to this offense. He cannot, cannot make any changes. It is what it is, man. Right. right. Um, Ian, real quick, I do want to ask you, you were, you were in the stadium. Yeah. Um, what was the overall feel when the very first Kenny chance started? <laughs> uh, I mean, were, were people like, like getting on it? Were they not having it? What was happening around you? So I, I only heard the Kenny chance once and that was after the, the check down to Warren on third and long, and then Boswell came out and kicked the field goal. So they were very brief because then Boswell came out and kicked and everybody cheered and they didn't start back up again. Right. That said, that play, Mitch had Pickens one-on-one -on -one in the end zone because the you know they're playing 10 guys up. Pickens had his cornerback on him. The one free safety deep stayed on Deontay on a crossing route. Pickens had one-on-one -on -one in the end zone. Like at that point, Chuck it up there for him. Let him try and make right. a play. Let him draw a right. DPI. Like, you know, see what happens. If you're already a, a throw to the end zone on third and eight is better than a check down for minus one yard. Right. right. Like or two and, yards. What the right. there were so many of those. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? It, yeah. At least your fan base knows you're trying. Yeah. You're being aggressive, assertive, yeah. rather than the dump off. You know, right. Right. And and so that was the only time the Kenny chant happened. I only kind of heard okay. it from like half the stadium. It didn't really pick up much momentum, but there was definitely a bit of a Kenny, Kenny you when they were going on the, on the field. Yes, and uh, yeah, and and but that after Boswell kicked the field goal, that was pretty much it. They did get booed <laughs> off the field after their last three and out when you know, Mitch didn't hit Najee down the sideline on that wheel route. And I love running back wheel routes. That was a terrible throw. That was an right. awful throw. If he Bad leads throw. Najee to the sideline, like yeah. that's Najee had, Najee had that guy beat. Like, and, and I don't I, that, mind that's that. That was a good play by Judon though, too. Like, I mean, right. And, and he, he, but I'm he with you, Ian. If he leads him, I, I yeah. Yeah. Yes. If, he, if he makes a better throw, 
or if yeah, Najee fights I, a little bit more to come back to the ball and maybe draws a pass interference there, you know. But you can't you can't pin your hopes on winning on a referee throwing a flag. Right, then God, you're no better than Baltimore playing pass interference roulette. So Mitch had issues yeah. with his mechanics again though this week. Again, yeah. he he was back, throwing he wasn't, he wasn't so setting, much off his He wasn't foot. setting his feet at all. No, no. He I was, was surprised he, he was, didn't like try the jump throw. You know, like Tim Tebow in college. Yeah. He there was, were times it looked like that. He was playing quarterback like I play golf when I'm drunk. Like <laughs> when I'm drunk, I always, you know, fall away from the ball and then slice everything to the right that I don't I don't follow through onto my front. I can't foot. Go sober, so <laughs> neither can I. The, neither can know, I. He was, I he was falling away from his throws, throwing off his back yeah, foot. He was falling and, away from his throws. Exactly. And when yep. you have the arm strength of Aaron Rodgers, you can get away with that shit. But when you right. have the arm strength of Mitch Trubisky, you can't. No. And yeah. he was but missing I'm, a Prime Ben could get away with that shit all day long. Say, even right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Prime Ben could get away with that all day long. Yeah. Well, well, Prime Ben could have guys hanging on his feet, dragging him right. to the ground to make a throw with his arm. And it was, <laughs> yeah. 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 To Heath. Right. Yeah. First down. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Move the chains. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, Mitch ain't that guy. He ain't making that ain't. throw. And, nope. and so, what I'll say about the, the in stadium experience is oh, we may we have lost Mark. Um, Mark may have frozen there. Um, you're you're t- you're still going. You're good. All right, Go I'll on. just talk. I was gonna say, I'm gonna take a picture of that a little pinky out. The, yeah. The, the in stadium experience was pretty a good. Shot of this that there was. You know, I've complained in the past about how many opposing fans there are. You know, lack of Steelers fans, all that stuff. The crowd was good. The crowd was into it, even though the offense was kind of sucking it up, you know, for a while. The The crowd was into it. There was pretty l- large cheers. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the, the worst We're part still of alive, it, but that's all good. The worst <laughs> part of it, though, was getting into the stadium. We got there 45 minutes before kickoff. Oh, here we go. At gate B. And which usually the lines are pretty easy to get in. And we just like stood there for 40 minutes and i mean it was there there weren't people moving anywhere and by the time i got up close enough to kind of see what was going on the big giant gates only two of the three were open and in front of the gates they had the metal detectors and you had to go through the metal detectors and then go inside the stadium and then your tickets got scanned so part of the problem was they had security people that were like holding people back from the metal detectors, not letting anyone through because the, the ticket scanner people were overwhelmed or something. I don't know, but in the past they've always just let people through. And then, you know, the line backs up the ticket scanners scan them. And, but it was, it was just a bad experience getting in and they only had two friggin' metal detectors. Like, Omar, quit being a cheap ass and buy some more metal detectors. When Kevin was in charge, there was like oh, 20 metal detectors ball. there. No, that ain't Omar. <laughs> stadium, stadium operations were in preseason mode too. <laughs> was, whatever it was, they were they were not prepared for a crowd of 65,000 people or whatever it was to come into the stadium. You know, and it's and that. it's it's funny because it's it's funny because I mean, shit, for as long as I can remember, for as long as I was there, we used to, I mean, we used to beg people to get their seats early. It was always like, get your seats early, get your seats early. And I'd be like, nobody's coming in early, so make (laughs) sure you're ready when they all want to come in. Like, and that to me, that's, 
to me that's silly. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Mark's not here, and we're going to keep – but this is going to record for 80 hours if Mark doesn't come back. <laughs> but, um, so uh, real quick about Canada. Um, you know, again, I think there are a lot of people that are at fault right here, and I defended Matt Canada on last week's show, and that is the last time I'll ever do that. Um, his no, offense – his but, offense yeah. is bland. It's vanilla. It is boring. And it often looks like they run the same play or a variation of the same play routinely. Um, I'm just going to be real right now. I do not know how he got that job. Um, why, why he was just given it. Like I get the Randy promotion because he was close with Ben. He, Randy was with the organization for a long time. He, you know, he was, he was close, you know, he had college ties with Tomlin as well. But to me, like that was just such a dumb move by the Steelers. Like, like, and, and, and here, you know, former Steeler Vince Williams tweeted, and I think he's being serious that Matt Cannon actually isn't that bad. And then he followed it up with, you know, Basically, like, who do you, who do, who else do you want to get? And that excuse is such bullshit. That is the worst excuse. Who else are you going to get? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Mike Tomlin was just a defensive coordinator for one year at Minnesota, and he turned out right. to be a pretty damn good head coach. Right. Um, whether you disagree with their philosophies, uh, guys like Brandon Staley, Matt Lafleur, uh, Nick Sirianni's having a nice year in in Philadelphia. Uh, the kid from uh, I call him a kid; he's older than me. But uh, Kevin O'Connell from Minnesota. I know they had a tough game last night, but you know Kirk Cousins looks like he's rejuvenated. And then my guy from uh, Miami, who looks like he was in Weird Science. Uh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Mike McDaniel. Yeah. This is this is the antithesis of of Mitch. Kirk Cousins takes chances. Yes, he is not. He is not a talented quarterback. He has talented wide receivers, and he's like, ah, fuck it, he's down there someplace. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for seriously, so for that excuse, like, well, who do you want this better than Matt Canada? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how about this question? Who else would want Matt Canada? Who right. else would want Matt Canada? Right. Who else, nobody even wanted Randy Todd Haley. Whether you hate him or love him, Todd Haley had a job the next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So like you know, I just think the Steelers really Todd Haley really, was a good OC. He just doesn't get along well with his players. <laughs> but I you know what though? I was there for that and that was yeah. overblown. Ben, I'm going to say this. Ben called coach Todd like he said coach Randy. All right? <laughs> so like <laughs> people used to think like coach Todd was a diss, but he called him coach Randy, coach Randy. But like I feel like the Steelers it was just like, "Oh, let's just promote this guy." When it's like you hired him to be the quarterback's coach when literally he's only had one good year ever, and that was at Pitt in 2016 right. with Nate Peterman. Like, like why? Be, and, and this is and this is that like like I'm not going to sit here and say that he's he's close with Tomlin because I don't know that, but you know, I, I, there's obviously has to be something I, there. Like we, we've we've talked about this privately. And, you want my it, conspiracy it, theory? It, it, no, I, I, I just what I want to do is just table this this subject. Yeah. We've talked about this privately, and it th- there seems evidence would seem to suggest suggest only. Now you know it's anecdotal yeah. evidence that Tomlin struggles to hire quality offensive assistants. That he's got a track record for hiring. Lots of good defensive assistants, but not not as many good offensive assistant assistants. So it's like you kind of wonder if there's something there, something to it. Like maybe 
he needs to hand the keys to a guy and just say, hey, I'm going to let you run it. I'll keep my hands off it. The one thing I'm going to get involved in is who the starting quarterback is and how long he's on the field, things along those lines. I'm not going to overrule you on play calling. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I could sit here and speculate as to why he struggled to make good offensive hires. Um, you know, the other side of it is, you know, you hear that the Steelers don't pay assistant coaches very much. And that could be a problem because good offensive assistants are expensive, especially offensive line coaches and offensive coordinators. They just are. They're spendy. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. So I, I have a, a theory on that too, that deep, I, I've said for a long time, I've said it on this show for defensive coaches, guys who are failed head coaches usually make pretty good defensive, either position coaches or coordinators, but offensively guys who are failed head coaches are not good, like coordinators or anything like, you know, Jason Garrett dog shit as a coordinator, Joe judge awful as a coordinator, right? Like those guys who failed out as head coaches couldn't make it on offense. But I think part of it is that McDaniels though is a good coordinator, but not a good head coach. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't, but you're right. Wasn't yeah. so, uh, what's his fuck from Dallas, Jason, uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah. Wasn't he a, a, a coordinator before and he was pretty good. That's how he got promoted to head coach. Uh, might've been. Yeah. yeah but he then, was he, then he went back with the giants. and was awful. He went back with the giants um, and he sucked, but yeah. I mean, part yeah. of that was the talent that they, but gave yeah, him. well, but, but here's my theory too. NFL defense now is still largely the same as NFL defense 20 years ago, right? There's some tweaks and some changes here and there. Better athletes. Largely, conceptually, the schemes are very similar. Offensive schemes have evolved so much in the last 20 years that offensive coaching is a young man's game now. Like, you got to find the young, innovative coaches. If you keep going after the guys that are doing the same old, same old stuff on offense that was being run 20 years ago, it's not going to work. It's going to, they're going to look like dinosaurs out there, you know, a Canadian and, dinosaur possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and <laughs> I tried to think of a joke and I couldn't make one up on this. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Tyrannosaurus sucks. <laughs> no, but, but I feel like, you know, that. there was, Mark's not here. We can't edit anything. We can't even stop. I mean, it the wasn't show. a bad joke. I tried, you know, trying but, out the material tonight. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I feel like the, the guys who are really successful coordinators now are, you know, you got Eric B enemy, who is a former player, um, but still on the relatively young side, you've got, you know, like Byron Leftwich, who was a former player who's, on the relatively young side, as far as coaches go, um, you know, and like you said, a lot of these head coaches that kind of came from that Shanahan McVeigh kind of coaching tree that, you know, was more innovative offensively. Yeah. I, I agree. mean, there was a while like Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. I mean, people have been bitching about Zach Taylor, you know, the Bengals fans, the two that I follow on Twitter um, <laughs> that he doesn't, you know, he's not innovative or he does the same shit all the time. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, it's like the Spider-Man pointing meme. But um, no. but but, you know, there was a, a time after McVay got hired that like anyone who had ever talked to Sean McVay had a head coaching interview because everyone wanted a yeah. piece of that pie. 
Um, but still, the the things that you know McVeigh does and, and his coaching tree does is different than what was happening before. Yeah, and I would say like you know like I'm not this is not taking anything away from like Cooper Cup, but like Cooper Cup gets like 30 fantasy. Sorry, Ben, 30 fantasy points a game, but like Cooper Cup is a stud every game. And you can't tell me that opposing defenses don't want to like eliminate him from the game, but they scheme him appropriately. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and I'm not like, there's no reason why Deontay Johnson isn't should or isn't like a 1213 yard yard receiver every year. Like I, I don't understand that. And like, so to me, it comes down to QB play in, 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 in Canada. Right. And you know, so all these people saying, Kenny, Kenny, if you're right about the, whoever said that earlier about the whole Tomlin leak, and he said it to Jay Glazer and they're boys, he said that on purpose. So I, I, I really do not think, and and maybe I'm wrong. And Ian, I know you're, you're holding the, the holding the, after the bye week with Pickett, but I really don't think he's going to go to Pickett unless like Mason and Mitch are both like dead. You think so, he, you think he'd start Mason instead of Mitch? At this point, I don't. I I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, so uh, no, 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 Mason uh, instead of Kenny. Yeah. So Excuse so me. I mean, we, yeah, we Mason instead of Kenny. The, Mason yeah. instead of Pickett. Excuse me. We talked about the upcoming schedule, though, right? Like, let's say they lose three or four in a row going into that bye week. I mean, you got Buffalo, you got Tampa, you got Miami, I, and you got I, you Philly. know. I I said they were gonna they were gonna start one and five, two and four. Yeah, if, if they lose four in a row going into the bye week, what do you have to lose going to pick it? You know, and actually, I mean, for me, honestly, like I've seen enough of Mitch Trubisky at this point. I know you can't switch quarterbacks on a short week going into Cleveland, but unless I see something different this week, I'd be perfectly fine with them starting picket against the Jets. I mean, you got 10 days between games, a little more time to bring him in. I mean, I mean, I, you know, it, I, I, this is just me as a fan. Part of me, I don't a certain want... part of me doesn't disagree with that because I was saying during the game last week, if things continue this way, I'm going to join the fucking canny chance just because <laughs> they need a spark. They need something to yeah. fucking change. It was just so awful watching that. And I, I, I pictured myself watching that offense for 17 games and I was like, there's no fucking way. I cannot do this. <laughs> I, I just I just can't. You know? I'll I'll lose my shit. There's no way. This is completely inept. But yeah. by the same token, I know rationally that it's not all about Mitch. A lot of it is, I'm sorry, Matt fucking Canada is the ringmaster of that shit show. And it is a shit show. It is a shit show. One thing that's annoyed me. One thing that's annoyed me about it um, is that Tomlin emphasized. Oh, ah, there he is. Hey, there he is. Fucking we technology, were, baby. We were so yeah, afraid. It we were never, scared. It, traumatized. It, it never works when you need we it. We thought you were never coming back. I, well, I'm surprised you guys didn't like just start fucking the whole place up. Well, um, we started talking a lot of shit about you. But we, well, sure. You'll, we've you'll had, listen to that later. We've just had awful uh, thunderstorms last few hours, and I, I think we got hit with some lightning or something because everything went down. Everything for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, cool. So dad is alive anyway. and well, unlike Mitch Trubisky's uh, design <laughs> runs. Yeah, what are, uh, 
I got to <laughs> let me finish this thought. The thing that yeah. pisses me off most about Canada is that is that all off season and even last season, Tomlin emphasized escapability and quarterback oh, mobility. And they got yep. a guy that can run, and there's not one goddamn design run for Mitch nope. Trubisky. And I mean, he took a sack at the worst fucking possible oh, time. He tried with, to outrun a defensive end. He took three like, sacks. He even he outrun a fucking taken. That he should have. He should have fucking thrown the goddamn ball away. He was out of the pocket. He should have gotten rid of it. I was he like, knew he couldn't what do that. What the fuck is wrong with you? The one at the end of the first half, though, like you need 15 yards for a field goal. I know. And, Mac, like, what the fuck is he doing? Mac Jones had 15 rushing yards on Sunday. Mac Jones had 15 rushing yards. Fuck on you, Ryan. Mac Jones. Yeah. Rub Mac it in, Jones why don't had you, 15 buddy? Rushing yards. Rub it in, asshole. And his his couple of runs were huge. Yes, they were. They Which were. We'll, I'm sure we'll we'll get the defense here, but yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so let's switch over to the defense. Hopefully things are back to normal here. Um, I mean, look, I think the bottom line is uh, the next man up is not T.J. Watt, um, and and it was evident. It was very, very evident. Um, and, and yes, I, Melvin, you're tried, right. Tomlin's living in his fear. He is. Melvin's they exactly tried, right. They tried, to compensate, they tried to compensate for T.J. not being out there by running a bunch of twists and stunts and shit, and I was like, what the Fuck is this? Well, they they had that heavy package. They had the rookie Leal out on the end, and and, you know, you know, look, Cam Hayward. I think you could see at the end of the game he was starting to get into it verbally with some of the Patriots linemen, and I think that was completely frustration. Yeah, that's just Cam being Cam. That's just it is. But he was mad. Things start to get a little competitive at a certain point. People are talking shit. Um, you know. Cam things, Cam was neutralized. Things start I mean, to get a little. He was strange. Yeah, well, strange and 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 strange oh, got some help oh. from the center. I don't remember what his name is. Andrews. He got some help from the center Andrews. a number of times too. And and Cam was not was a non-factor this week. And you know that's what Belichick does is he he looks at your defense and says, okay, I can stop one guy for sure. Which guy do I need to stop? And that's what he concentrates on. That's what he does. That's that's his game. And then, you know, he's like, okay, I got these other guys, and you guys have got to contend with the other 10 guys out there, you know? And and, and a lot of times he'll look at, at, at defenders and offensive players and go, that guy's a non-factor. Let's just not worry about him. It looks like Mark's frozen up again. Oh, no. Yep, he is. Maybe he had another lightning strike. Or or uh, he's just and lost thunder his rolls. internet. <laughs> <The> thunder rolls. <laughs> so let's let's talk more about the defense, though, right? Yeah, so let M- Minka had a pick, which was good. Um, but you know, other than that, there weren't a lot of splash plays, right? Cam Sutton drops an interception. Um, you know, Akilah Weatherspoon had an opportunity to make one of the plays of the game and whiffed on it, and, and the pass rush was invisible. They gave Mac Jones way no. too much friggin' time. No. No. Barely any pressure. No yeah. sacks. Um, could not stop anything in the middle of the field. And I didn't I, – I actually, I didn't know you are allowed to throw in the middle of the field or even look that way, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and, you know and, and, and Nelson Aguilar uh, is a guy that, that – Yeah, here's a guy. He, now here's a guy that's been around but hasn't really found himself. Um, so, 
No, but like, like I t- to be honest, I didn't even know he was on the Patriots. I I knew I knew Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers. I knew they had you know Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I I didn't even know Nelson was on that team, and I knew Kendrick Bourne, but I did not know Nelson was on the team. So I heard his name. I'm like interesting, and then Mac Jones threw that ball, and I was like. I know Nelson Aguilar, and he is not going to get this ball. <laughs> and he went up and got it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is not good. Mark um, uh, Mark had a power outage again. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, so 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 the, the defense, the defense, and, and the defense was not as good as it was because, of course, they had an amazing game week one. Um, but not even measuring up to that. The thing about it to me was um, – it was death by paper cuts on that final drive by the Patriots. It was just, we are going to, yeah, honestly, it reminded me of the, the Steelers when Bettis was there. We're just going to hand the ball. Yeah, no, they, they just, they sensed the fact that the Steelers defense was gassed. They're like, these these guys are tired. We need to keep running it. Yeah. Let's just move it. You know, we'll get four or five yards of pop. And they were consistently, and they just kept moving the chains, and the defense got more and more and more tired. And they, yeah, they just, they just ran the clock out. I mean, I, shit. Well, what else is there to it? And but the Steelers' offense in the fourth quarter was completely inept as well. Yeah, completely inept. It was they were fucking awful. And you know, at, at that point in the game, you got to get your defense off the field so they can they can get a breath, so they can they can get rejuvenated. And they didn't do that. You can't put your defense in that position you've already put them in a bad spot by fucking up the well okay fine Olszewski was a special teams player at the time but by fucking up a muff punt and and giving up seven points your defense is in a in a bigger hole than they were before and on top of that you can't convert you can't move the fucking chains I mean come on man yeah, you two, gotta three do and something the fourth quarter ain't it yeah you 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 got to do something. You got to you got to contribute a little bit. If you're not going to score some points, you got to stay out there a little while so the D can catch their breath. It just uh, they did not put their defense in a good spot. Uh, yeah, and and they went up against a good coaching team that well coached we, team that 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 knew what the fuck to do in that mo- in that moment. And it, yeah, they lost in the end because of it. God damn, this is good tequila. You know that you, we got. You know, thank you for the comments, people in the chat. We appreciate the engagement. Hell yeah! Yes, and, we do. And, and we're not excusing the offense for sucking by any means. By by by. Well, by I mean, relying. you know, it's that that was an earlier podcast when Ryan was apologizing for Mason Rudolph, but that's a long time ago. <laughs> but that's I mean, a long like, time ago. But but we we all know that like this defense can't give up a certain amount. And that's the thing. It's like Nick Folk missed the field goal. That was a long field goal, but still like Nick Folk missed the field goal. Mace or Minka picked off a ball. And it's just like, I know they only gave up 17 points, but when it mattered most, they didn't, they didn't get the job done. It like, like I'm not excusing the offense. I, I totally get that. But like, I'm going to tell you this right now. If TJ Watt plays in that game, I don't even know if the Patriots get seven points. And I, that's could have, should have, would have, but yeah. we're going to be playing oh, no, that game right. the whole time. Yeah. Well, and, and it's it's almost like we're back to the the 2019 Mason Rudolph Duck Hodges time where it was like, if we didn't get a special teams or a defensive touchdown, we weren't breaking 20 points. And if you're not breaking 20 points, you're not yeah. winning many games in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. No, you, you got to get to 21. 
Gotta. Yeah. Roman Tony over here saying that they didn't give up 17, they gave up 10. Well, I, I think fine. he's saying with the with the muff punt giving them the ball on the 10 yard line. They still like, allowed seven points though. They they did. They did. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I I'm just saying like it's a very it's a very short field to drive, especially when you've just you've just forced the team to punt. You are tired. They immediately flip it and get it back, and they get all that extra field position. It's demoralizing. On top of that, you're tired. You're going to come back out there and try and stop them. That fucking sucks. Uh, okay, yeah. once again, I'm not excusing the offense for sucking. I'm saying that Special teams I'm saying sucking? that if this is an elite defense and they're not going to miss TJ, I, I miss TJ. Come on. I expected a, a, one more play. Yeah, well, the Steelers didn't say they were going. They weren't going to. And that TJ. and that muff punt doesn't even happen if Cam Sutton picks off that ball. It's true. Which yeah. Was no. His hands. Yeah. yeah. There, hands, there were. He looked a, like he was getting trying to transfer couple, it to get up and run. There were a couple of opportunities for for interceptions that that were dropped. That was one of them. And yeah, on both of those drives, touchdowns were scored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the end. Yeah. So. We've we've really passed through American top 40 right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Mark's not here and I'm in the top corner, so I guess I got to kind of take the lead on this shit. Jeffy Um, Holobosky in Tucson, Arizona, writes to ask. (laughs) Dear Casey, the Steelers offense is trash. My friends and I were playing the fart game the other day and we were just wondering, (laughs) does, does Whitney Houston play the fart game too? Oh my God. All right. Well, we've 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 hashed through enough of the you know what what happened in this shit show on Sunday. Let's talk a little bit about the other shit, which is the Browns coming up this week. So we got the Browns on Thursday night. They've got Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback, and who is worse than Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, but the Browns so far this year have put up a lot of friggin' points. Browns can run the ball really they, well. The Browns won a game they should have lost because the refs fucked up, and then they lost the game they should have won because karma is a bitch. Yes, yes. (laughs) I am crying because of the American Top Forty references right now. Oh shit! (laughs) That was that was good. Sorry. So, all right. So, so Ryan, what do we got to do to to? beat the stupid ass Browns in Cleveland on Thursday night. Ooh, good question. And again, like I, we appreciate the engagement. I I'm not I'm not hating on the defense. I just, you know, let's get so so here we go. <laughs> defense is going to need to step up this week like every week. I feel like this is 2019 all over again. Um Noah over here just said they made Joe Flacco look elite. I'm not gonna lie. I take Joe Flacco on this team right now. <laughs> I take Joe. Flacco. I, I'm not. I, I would too. I would take Joe Flacco over I, I Mitch. Mean, I'm sorry. I, I would. Yeah. So a little pass interference roulette would be fine right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I I look at this as is this is like 2019 all over again, but we don't have TJ. Um, if I'm the Browns, I run the ball 50 times. I don't care who runs the ball. I'm just gonna just r- rinse and repeat. Um. But if if you're the Steelers, you have to stay in your gap. Um, you have to be sound. And then Jacoby Brissett does not scare me at all, like at all. Um, so 
watch for screens, watch the run, see what you can do. And if and, and this is just my opinion. If you can limit them to 14, and I know they got a good run game, if you can limit them to 14, you got to win this game. So on offense, on offense, they just let Joe Flacco tear it up. They haven't had a secondary all season. Um, so in my opinion, as long as you can protect, because I don't think Clowney's playing, but as long as you can protect uh Miles. Uh, and not let him have an impact. Yeah. I think you'll be okay on offense. You're, and I, you're going to have to neutralize Garrett. But and, and I do. Th- and I hate to say this because I friggin' hate this offense so much. I think this offense can actually maybe get to 17 just by doing what they're doing right Please. now. But if they get to 21, they win. In my yes, opinion, I agree. 17, it's sketchy, but 21, I think the Steelers win. Fuck. Mark can't reconnect. Um, well, hmm. I guess we'll see where this goes. <laughs> Big Ben's burner, help us out, man. <laughs> you, you folks watching online might get some SCB overtime here. <laughs> oh, Calling YouTube. Yeah, I think. Um, I well, obviously they got to stop the run, and and that's that's a tall order versus this team because they are talented. They've got a good offensive line. They've got great running backs. And it's a two-headed monster. I mean, you know, one of one guy gets tired, they bring the other one in, and he's good. So, you know, there's Hell, a lot there Dearness to contend with. Johnson ran for like 150 yeah. yards once last year behind the Browns' offensive line. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not taking anything away from Nick Chubb because he's a really damn good running back, and not taking away anything away from Kareem Hunt because he's also very good. Um, but the Browns are really good up front in the trenches, and yeah. that can also make average running backs like Dearness Johnson look really damn good too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're, you're which, right. Which is, which is the case for the fact that you should not invest first round picks in running backs. You should invest them in offensive fucking linemen, the foundation of your unit to make your run game go. And then you can bring in an average running back and make him look good. Like say San Francisco did with Eli Mitchell. Yep. And Jeff Wilson and whoever else they plug in because they have, and, they have and a team that works. Yeah. And so many like nameless fucking Denver running backs that have been successful because the line was good. Yeah. Yeah. It just the, the line was good and, and, and over both of those teams. Both those teams run those Shanahan offenses that have a scheme that sets up well for the running backs. Right. Mm-hmm. They have a scheme that, to make their players successful and they find players that fit that scheme. Whereas, you know, circling back to everything we talked about on offense, Matt Canada has maybe a scheme, maybe like three plays. I don't know what the fuck he has, but he's trying to make players fit into what he wants to do yeah. rather than tailoring his offense yes. to the players. But then going back to the draft, if you're like that and say, this is what we want to do, you got to draft fucking players that fit that scheme and not right. just be like, this is the best guy available. We're going to take him. He doesn't fit our scheme at all, but we're going to take him. You know, like, yeah, it's there's there's a lot of stupidity that's happened because, yeah. you know, there's Matt Canada. I, I'm just going to say Matt Canada thinks he's smarter than other people. And. I that was he funny. hasn't looked at his own resume to see he's been like fired from multiple offensive his, coordinators. I thought job. Haley. I thought Haley was the guy who thought he was smarter than the people. Well, Haley. Todd Haley. Haley. <laughs> Haley outsmarted himself in the red zone. That was his problem. He got too cute in the red zone and yeah. didn't just like stick with what worked. Oh, you're pissing pissing Ryan off. You're not pissing me off. I just <laughs> want to say this. He's getting two up things. his feelings right two now. Things. Two things. 
with with Matt Canada, the best scheme he has is getting the Steelers' offensive coordinator job. But the uh, the it, talk about Haley's red zone numbers. I looked this up earlier. Heck, Earhart. <laughs> the the worst. I think the, I think Ron Earhart's dead, man. I think he actually is Roman Tony. Who God bless your soul, wherever you are and whoever you are. Uh, the worst. The worst Todd Haley ever was in the red. Uh, the worst the Steelers ever were under Haley in the red zone was oddly enough. His last year, 2017, they were 22nd, and they were really good that year overall. The best they ever were was 2015, they were 10th. So he averaged in his time basically 15th in the red zone during his time. It's not as bad. Not bad. His offenses overall averaged 9, and his rushing was like 20th. So... I've always been a big Todd Haley fan. I worked with him. I've, you know, whatever that personally like him. I still think he's good. Tell us some stories about that. Uh, Listen, before Ryan tells us any Todd Haley tequila cowboy stories, we're good. I will take take this to my grave that Todd Haley. Like Todd Haley got a bunch of shit and people are like, oh, Bruce Arians was so much better. We we won more games with Arians. We won Super Bowls with Arians. We didn't win a Super Bowl with Haley. Here's the thing, right? When Arians was the offensive coordinator, the defense was giving up like 18 and a half points a game. When Haley was the offensive coordinator, the defense was giving up like 24 points a game. Yep. If you're giving up a touchdown more a game on defense, that's not the offensive coordinator's fault. Statistically, Haley was slightly better than Arians as far as yards per game, as far as points per game. He wasn't much better, but he was slightly better. But also, Ben wasn't getting killed every time. Great point in the chat by Melvin. Melvin, if you come to Pittsburgh, I want to hang out and drink with you, man. This has been a good time. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, but, but, you know... Haley, I will maintain that Haley was better than than Arians was, and I will I will maintain this forever that Bruce Arians was a mediocre offensive coach that had the benefit of being on the teams of some of the best defenses in the league every year that he played, or every year that he was a, a coach. Right, he had the benefit of the Steelers' defense, and then he went to Indy, and they had a decent defense. Then he was in Arizona, and they had a pretty good defense. They went to Tampa, and they had a damn ass good defense the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, rant over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, you know. I think Bruce Arians sucked my ass, but that's that's me. I, <laughs> I, I was not a fan ever. He was terrible. I, I know that he either. and Ben were very good friends, but I, no. In, in my opinion, though, they need a guy like they need a guy with the fire of Bruce Arians at this moment. I, I mean, think, I think Arians was a better head coach than he was a coordinator because he was a good motivator of people, yeah. but I don't think his offense was all that good. He wasn't a good play caller. I was yeah, I like yeah. Wizenhut myself. Wizenhut would call things in the first quarter to set up a play in the fourth quarter. That he was like, I know I want to run this in the fourth yes, quarter, yeah, so I'm going to yeah, run yeah. this in the first quarter Wiz, to set it up. Wiz would run some shit on second and short beyond midfield every single game, <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, here it is, and you knew it was coming, but you didn't know what it was going to be. He'd run some crazy whack ass shit. The that other usually yeah. worked. 
He ran some of the Super Bowl. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Seattle, everybody in the stadium knew it was coming, and Seattle didn't. I'm like, Heinz Ward. The other, thing about, the other thing about Haley was that, and yeah, I know it's all, I, I looked it up, that Ben Ben didn't start like 11 games while Haley was a coordinator. So, like, Todd Haley won games with, like, Charlie Batch, Byron Leftwich, Mike Vick, and Landry yeah. Jones. Yeah. And to me, that's a sign that, like, you're, you're – your met, you know, your philosophy or your methodology, you know, mythology, whatever you want, mythology, yeah, <laughs> Greek goddess, Greek <laughs> mythology, goddesses. yeah, mythology, whatever. It's a long week. It's the only Tuesday. Um, anyway, I'm a Todd Haley supporter, and uh, I approve this message. All right, what do we got? What do we got? Are we are we wrapping it up? Is this going to keep going? What do we, all right, who, what are our scores? Ian, right. I'm not taking over your American Top Forty, but what's our scores? <laughs> who you got? Oh shit. Up next, we have the cars with Shake It Up for offense. <laughs> um, we have the score predictions. That's Colin. See, Colin's worth a case. Hey, of case I, I just want to remind you all that if you hate this show this week, send your hate mail to yeah. Steel Dad. <laughs> yes, because this is we don't care. We'll just laugh. Honestly, yeah, I'm serious. I'm being completely serious. Send it all to Mark. <laughs> he will care. The rest of us. I, we're assholes. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Melvin is into this thing. I don't even Roman Tony and Melvin. We got a good crew. We got a very engaged crew tonight. Maybe this Tuesday's is the way to go. This has been a great show. It has been. Mark should take the night off more often. Yeah. That's yeah. the lesson here. That is the lesson here. <laughs> we should get Ellie on and kick Mark off. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah that would be go. the greatest trade deal in the Round history Robin. of trade deals. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we, this is this is definitely off the rails, but whatever. I think Ryan is right. We actually are Mark likes us giving score predictions. So uh, <laughs> oh, I, oh that's the inner still dad in me. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say I can I I cannot pick the fucking Browns to win. So I'm gonna say Steelers 19 to 14. Oh, really? You're gonna say that many points, huh? Yeah. Hey, last week everyone on the show told you all to pick to bet the under. I'm not a betting person, but if you listen to our show, we all picked under whatever the total was and the under hit. So, you know, just saying. 1914 Steelers. All right, Ryan, what are you thinking? I went 12-9 last week Patriots. <laughs> the, the 3 was that the 3 was there, but it was a little bit higher scoring. Ah oh, man, I to to be fair, I don't it in these next two games, I can't go a field goal either way. Um uh, I, I mean the Browns just had a huge letdown. Huge let I mean that, that's just that's embarrassing. Um it's pretty great as far as I was concerned. I agree. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I oh my goodness, I'm gonna say this right now. I trust Mitch Trubisky more than Jacoby Brissett. And okay. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go seventeen thirteen Steelers. Okay, thirty. And I points. might, <laughs> I might have had a couple beers. <laughs> I might have had a couple beers. <laughs> my entire 13. internet is down. My computer is completely dead. Just shut down the show whenever. I'll edit it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we have the we got the keys to the car to say good. <laughs> We're doing SCB overtime tonight. Oh my we God. Apparently, we are. 
Mark can Mark can edit everything else out, but people can stay with us and chat with us. This is also so, the first I, time I've picked the Steelers this year to win. <laughs> I, I I also had the Steelers winning this week. So this is uh we're we're all on the same page. It's not just about not being able to pick the the Browns, who I, I'm not a fan of, but just mainly because I hate their goddamn fans, they're obnoxious. Um I I really think the Steelers are gonna win this game, but I've got the Steelers winning five to four. Whoa. Two yeah. safeties. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Yeah. Five, five to four is three safeties. Three safeties. Yeah. Three safeties. Yeah. It, maybe five to three, but probably five to four. It's it's going to be that kind of a game on Thursday. Uh, you know, really hard-hitting, fast-paced. It's going to be a big ratings game in the second half. It's, you know, fantastic. I, Do you uh, remember the game where Penn State and Iowa literally played a <laughs> six to four yeah. game? Oh yeah, yeah. I I remember literally a five to three game by the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys, and they were zero zero into the third quarter. And I was like, I hope this ends in a zero zero tie. They fucking deserve it. Both these teams are playing like shit. Earlier this year, Iowa beat like some team like is like eight four five or something, wasn't it? <laughs> the, yeah, I think so. Somebody look up. Somebody look up. Somebody out there on the internet, look up Iowa. Iowa versus anyway, Iowa first game this year. My my counsel to, to anybody seven to three over <laughs> South Dakota State. Yeah. Anybody who's watching this or 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 listening to the show later, my counsel is to take the day off on Friday and be prepared to drink a lot yeah. because you're going to be frustrated. I think the Steelers are going to win. But it's they're gonna win big ugly. So I seventeen thirteen means the Steelers score two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Man, I uh, don't. I, I just don't <laughs> see it. I don't know. Or they kick five field goals and get a safety. There's other ways to get to seventeen. <laughs> I am I am picking up Chris Boswell tomorrow and keeping him throughout the season. I know Ben hates fantasy sports, but I it's, it's I love tequila though. That tequila is good. Tequila is good. Yeah. So we, we going overtime. The the, the Browns are, the Browns are minus the Browns are minus five, and the over under is thirty eight point five points. They're five. They're minus five. They're right a now. five point favorite. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what'll no, happen? Ask ask them this week. Ask ask the ask ask this crew that this past week. The Pats were minus two and a half, and I said. This is the biggest sucker bet of the week. Everybody's going to bet the Steelers. And I said, take the Pats, and they won by a field goal. And that's the first bet I've never won. Actually, no, whatever. But uh, if, if I would have bet, they would have the Pats would have lost. So maybe I should have bet. Anyway, but that Browns line is at minus five right now. By the time it kicks off, it'll be minus one and a half. And everybody's yeah. gonna, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna, they're gonna bait you to take the Steelers. So I'm a little nervous again. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, Vegas okay, wait, hold always on. knows. All right. So the first one I checked said Browns minus five. This one says Browns minus three and a half. I guess it depends on who you're, who you're looking at. So yeah, I don't know. God damn it, Ryan I needed a beer too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody get another drink. We're going to do SCB overtime now. What so else are Mark, we talking about? Mark, when you go back, cut the show here. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that break. Funny spots this week is yeah. I need another. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Ben, give your Ravens suck thing because they do. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. There we go. And and hey, you know, the Steelers did lose this past week, but at least we didn't lose like the Ravens or the Browns lost. Like I would rather Dude, lose that a Ravens 17, game. Oh I would my rather God. lose a 17-14 oh. like snooze fest then blow a 20 point lead like what the-, the ravens were stomping the fucking the dolphins and and then lost the goddamn game. i don't like how do you what i know how do you and, do that and like because I, I was at the game and i saw the score and i was like oh the ravens are gonna win whatever you know who cares yeah and then you know walked back to the car i took my son to the game so i had him call my parents because they gave him the ticket to, to say thanks and my dad's like hey when you get home you need to like watch sports center to see how some of these games ended and i was like what happened he was like the ravens and the browns both lost and i was like what like how the fuck did that happen <laughs> so yeah, yeah that I, was uh, uh, the browns like i and i kind of i believe that i don't think they've got a very good defense i think there are facets of their defense that are good but they just don't have their shit together for whatever reason, man. I mean, honestly, yeah. they, yeah. As, as, as one of the people who was commenting during the show pointed out, they, they made Joe Flacco look like a stud this week yeah. and he ain't so, but I, I, I'm being serious when I say I would rather have Joe Flacco right now. than well, he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field. He never has been. No, then, than Mitch. Mitch is Mitch is in a bad spot. I feel bad for him. I really do because he's got a first rounder behind him uh, that that the city wants to to come in and, and play and he's got an offensive coordinator who sucks and isn't very creative and you know Yeah, Melvin, have another. He's kind of, he's I mean, he's towing around an anchor. He really is. It's not a great situation. It's not. It looked like it was going to be when he came in and signed here. And then it, you know, it turned out that it really wasn't. And he's a bridge quarterback in a, you know, they told him he was going to have an opportunity to be the starter and be the man. And he does for a year, but if he fucks up, he's gone. And he knows that. So he's, he's afraid of losing his job. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel yeah. bad for him but by the same token. It's like, dude, you got to, you got to step up if you want to. If you want to be that guy, you got to make some things happen. And in order to do that in the NFL, you got to take some chances. Yeah, and that's you're you're right. That's kind of the catch twenty two of it. That if you take chances, maybe you fuck up and maybe you get replaced by the rookie. But if you take chances, then maybe you hit some of them, and then maybe you know confirmed, and, Melvin confirmed. And and then, <laughs> and no, then group MMS with Ian and Mark. Oh. Wait, what? It's a group message. Oh, my, my phone's over there charging. You. Oh, well, he texted you, too. Oh, well, I didn't see wow, it. Wow, I'm not even on charging. the group chat. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. Do, do you, you're, you're on the Mean Girl chat, though, during the week. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Girl Squad. Okay, I got to stop. Um, yeah, no. And, and honestly, like at this point now, I would take – Jameis Winston throwing three picks, three touchdowns, and 350 yards over what we're seeing out of Mitch. Jameis Winston would be 
would be a breath of fresh air compared to this shit. Yeah, I would. I would rather. I'd rather him go down swinging. Right. I. I'd rather see him throw four picks if he's throwing the ball down the field than this dink and dunk shit that's boring as hell. Like, take some chances. Who cares? Like, who cares at this point? Throw the ball down the field. Let's have some fun. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. That's just me. But that's the other. I, We're we, in overtime here. This is yeah, not this part is of the official thing. show. It's not. So we can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't necessarily know. I really don't know what what. I, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows unless you're there. But like, I, I just, you know, part of me thinks that like, of course, my, of course, Mike T's not going to say like. Oh, we're we're looking towards next year. He's never going to do that, you know. He's not. They're not rebuilding, and he tells Peter King, like, quote me on that, and and then it's like, okay, but are you really trying to win? <laughs> like, are you really trying to win? No, I, like, I think they're trying to win, but I I I also think simultaneously he knows that that making Mitch sit for a year. Is the best Kenny. thing for Kenny. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Making you're, Pickett you're making Pickett sit for a year is the best thing for Pickett long term. Yeah. And and that's why I was saying I was saying earlier, and Melvin actually brought this up. But I need a beer. Do it. Do it. Um, but I said earlier that they're afraid to get down by double digits, and Melvin said that they had their best drive of the season when they did get down. He's right. Yeah. But how much of that is like, okay, it's Mac Jones, it's the Patriots, they don't really scare me. Because like if 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 that's the philosophy, then when they start going against, you know, Josh Allen and Brady and, and Jalen Hurts and Tua or Tua then Jalen Hurts, it's like they're really not gonna push it, right? Like they're definitely not gonna want to get down by like ten or fourteen. So it's like I think they felt I think they might have felt comfortable or like in that game if they got down by by 10 or more but I don't think moving forward you can do that. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's the thing too, right? Like once we get into that four-week stretch of Buffalo, Tampa, Miami, Philly, like you can't play around with this shit. You're going to have to go score for score with them. I mean, you you can't try and beat those teams 17-14. The, and, and you're gonna have other, to beat those teams 35 31 like and all of those teams have a really good defense i mean miami yeah. struggled last week but but so did baltimore i mean like but miami's deep like it's not like like I, i'm trying to think of like who's the who do you think the worst defense in the league is right now i don't even within two games i don't even know uh, like atlanta or seattle probably seattle probably seattle like cleveland's defense is not that great either but but yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like you know, if you get down fourteen to Josh Allen, you are not winning that game. Yeah, you're you fucked. Not yeah. winning that game. You get down fourteen to Brady, no. If you get down fourteen to Jalen Hurts, maybe with a miracle or Tua, it's just like they're they're so af- like, and I, I'm not even saying Mitch because I don't think Mitch. I don't. I I really don't think because like I really don't think Mitch is scared. I think I think there's people in his ear telling him not. I, I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I no. think he's in a bad spot. I I think he's in exactly the same spot that the quarterback, the bridge quarterback who was signed. What the fuck was his name in Chicago? Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon was in. The guy when, with the giant neck. When Trubisky was 
Well, I mean, Davis know. Mills cousin. Davis Mike Mills. <laughs> Davis Mills is, is is a giant neck. Yeah. It's Some also stick, it's it. it's like a stick around as a fire hydrant and you know longer than like two people's. Yeah. Anyway, his neck's bigger than my neck, and my neck is huge. All right, go Mitch, on. We're officially off the rails. It's, it's, yeah, it's, this is overtime. That happened a while ago. Edit all dude. this shit out. It doesn't matter. We we were we oh, were off the rails a while ago. Um, yeah, Mitch is in exactly the same spot that Mike Lennon was in when when Mitch was drafted. He's got a first rounder behind him that everybody wants to believe in especially because he played at Pitt. And he's basically in an untenable situation. And when he leaves Pittsburgh, which eventually he will do, that is exactly what he will say. And I understand it. I mean, he's right. It is. It's a bad situation. On top of that, you got a bad offensive coordinator and a bad offensive line. This ain't good. It's just not. Josh Allen should get half of Mitch Trubisky's paycheck this year for hyping him up that much josh <laughs> allen is was mitch trubisky's agent this offseason yeah really he he said all the right things he talked about mitch talked to and like people were like they're I friends like guy. i like this guy and it's like and it's like Ugh. and that's the thing like i and i've said this on the show many times nobody nobody ever says when they're gonna get drafted and i i always i always and whether you hate him or not, I always bring up Dre Archer as an example. Like, I, Dre Archer was a really nice dude. Like, he was humble. It just never worked out. And, but no, like, he didn't say I should be picked in this spot. So, like, Mitch Trubisky went second overall to the Bears, which, in my opinion, um, I I didn't get that pick. I didn't get that pick. He he. I think he beat Pitt that year. That might have been the no. It was the yeah, year let's after. Let's not forget the Bears traded up to take. Yeah, like also. it was like, it's like so. The Bears traded up one pick. Yes, one pick. Him. But like, it's like Mitch. The 49ers convinced them that if they did not take the pick, that they were going to take Trubisky, which they were never going to do. No. <laughs> but like, they, they basically had the Bears bidding against themselves, right? Which was yeah. And that's like, like that's like, and again, like we talk about, like we are a little spoiled as Steelers fans. No, um, but even like I tweeted this earlier at Scarpezio, if you're all listening, but um, eight point two yards per completion for the Steelers, but it's really Mitch in the first two games. Eight point two yards per completion. That's the fifth lowest in the first two games of any season since the merger. Um. Damn, Melvin, why are you coming at me like that? But, <laughs> but yes, I didn't say it was a bad thing. He was like, man, I'm just saying, like, you know. Anyway, so Mitch has 8.2 yards per completion, fifth lowest since the merger in any first two games for the Steelers. Um, it's the lowest since 2001. And then last year, it was, yeah, Melvin's telling me right now. Last year, it was 10.4. And the year before, it was 10.2. So we thought the offense sucked in 2021 and 2020 with Ben in the first two games. And it's at least the passing game is much better. Yeah. And and to your point, Ryan, I I basically tweeted something similar this week that was like, you know, remember in 2020 when Ben's like 6.3 yards per attempt and 94 passer rating were holding the Steelers back. Well, you know, how do you, People feel about Mitch's 5.1 yards per attempt and 76 passer rating. What the fuck right is now. that shit? You know what though? 
if, if when you talk about yards per attempt, like the real the real analytics people get mad about that, and I'm like, yards per attempt is yards per attempt. Like it, it's what it yeah. is. If yeah. I throw the ball a hundred times, productivity is productivity. Have, yeah. Period. Period in the end. I mean, yeah. if you're productive, you are. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. What and, are you and, doing to help your team win? Yeah. And, and to me, like, I don't care what stat you pick. Pick an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Quarterback rating has its problems. But you can compare quarterback rating between two quarterbacks over two seasons and be like, this guy had this rating and this guy had this rating, and it is what it is, right? It's an apples-to-apples apples comparison because you're using the same metric. Yards per attempt might have its flaws, but you compare yards per attempt on one guy versus yards per attempt on another guy. It's going to tell you something. You know, I, yeah. you know, and I know he's PFF like, sucks, by the way. Yeah, that, that yeah. But I There's mean, like, too. I know he's, you know, I know Brady's like 40, 40, Brady 45 or no, 42. I don't know. Brady's Brady's old. Brady 45. Yeah. For he, a have you seen? Did you see that picture of him? He looks like a ghost. His face, like he has no face muscles left. He doesn't look healthy this year at all. No, like he's under a lot of stress, and I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, doesn't look happy. Doesn't I look think healthy. Life's mad at him. I mean, Probably I mean, right. We've all been there. So. <laughs> I, hey, Derek, joined the chat. Hi, Derek. You're in SCB overtime. We're just Derek Bell. Now. Oh my God, what's yeah, up, buddy? Operation shutdown over here. <laughs> Joining late. <laughs> Old Pirates joke. Yeah, that is an old Pirates joke. I like that. Yeah, SCB overtime's having good times tonight. Yeah, it is. Um. Wow. We, we completely went off the rails and lost yeah, we our did. point. Um. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tom Tom Brady's yards per attempt is like Tom Brady's forty five years old, and his yards per attempt is much better than Mitch Trubisky. Um. You know, and to, and to be oh, perfectly being clear. very frank, I mean, some guys are really smart and some guys are really talented I, and Brady's both or was in his career. I never said Mitch was going to be any good. I just said I wanted him to start because he was the veteran. You know, like I, I like you never said that. You said you wanted Mason to start. No, no, no. He didn't say he wanted Mason to start. He said he thought Mason would start at the beginning of OTAs was Ryan's yes. exact quote. All yes. right, whatever. He kept saying over and over and over again, it's going to be really hilarious when, when Mason wins the starters. Because job. it actually would have been hilarious. If that it would have been hilarious, hilarious. yeah. But I never said Mitch was going to be any good. I just wanted him to start over Pickett. But, I mean, I don't – like I said, I don't even know. I don't even know where they go. If if they do go to pick, like, that's the other thing. Too. If they do go to Pickett and it's, and it's similar, what does that say for Pickett? Then they turn on Pickett. Then fans turn on Pickett. Okay, let's look at the big picture. Fans in Pittsburgh booed Chuck Knoll at the end of his career. All right, after he'd given them four four fucking Super Bowls, they booed him anyway. They booed Terry Bradshaw in 1983 before he retired. He, he, and he brought that up in his Hall of Fame speech. All right, fans in Pittsburgh <laughs> are fucking brutal, okay? And... You can be great and then suck, and they will boo you. And if you suck right out of the gate, they will fucking boo you. As Ian pointed out earlier this week, a lot of fans never saw Kent Graham play, and it's obvious. <laughs> Kent Graham was fucking horrible. Bill Cowher brought him in on purpose to start over Cordell. 
and had a fake quarterback competition. And Kent Graham didn't do a damn thing to convince anyone he was going to be the starter during the preseason. And still, he still got the job. And eventually, I don't know, how many games was it? Five or six? For who? Graham? Graham. Yeah, Jim Miller played two quarters, and that was enough for me. <laughs> I remember the, the two quarters of Jim Miller. Um, right? Yeah. yeah Kent, but Kent that was Tom Zach. That was Tom Zach who came yeah. in after the back. Yeah. They, Kent that, Graham played. Mike Tom Zach looked like a good quarterback compared compare to those guys. Oh, yeah. Way better. Kent Graham, I, I want to say he played. I'm not going to look this up. God damn it. All right, I'm looking played, it up. I got you. You keep talking. Like I'll the, look it up. Wasn't it like he the played, 99 Seattle he, game or something? Yeah, he was he awful, played, man. He played five games. Graham played, played five Graham games. Started five games. Yeah, and then they and then they had to bring Cordell in and make him the starter. And Cordell bounced back that year and was a Pro Bowler. Yeah, and oddly enough, his last good season. The last time the Steelers' lowest completion per attempt. I'm sorry, the last time the Steelers' yards per completion was as low as it is now was 2001, and they went to the AFC Championship game. You know, that the Steelers had something back then, as I recall, called a running game. <laughs> and this year, I, thought, I was testing you because I thought you were going to say defense because I'm like, their defense is pretty decent right too. now. They, but then, no, yes, you're absolutely They had right. this running game back then, and that, that was still in the era – where you could run the ball, get a, a 10, 11 point lead, and then just play keep away all day long and just be like, yeah, well, we're just not going to give you the ball back. That's why I said, and man, that, you're not going to get pa- the score. That final Patriots drive last week, yeah. death, death by paper cuts, was like every time you gave the ball to Jerome and yeah. he got. He he got ten yards on three carries and just every I mean it was just like you knew you knew at that point yeah. that the Steelers were just gonna win the game. He'd get and eleven like, yards on three carries like, exactly, and I'm like, be like I'm God like, damn it, God damn it! I'm like they're gonna do the same thing that we used to do to everybody, you know? Yep, oh, and it worked, God. and it worked. Yeah, tick tick tick. Steelers hey, are fucked. Since we're still alive and I'm on my Todd Haley kick. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. Ryan's drinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not drinking. Story time with Scarps. Let's go. This isn't go. even story time. This is, this, is, this is facts right here. Since Todd Haley left, okay, Todd Haley's final year at offensive coordinator, overall offense was third. Rush offense was 20th. Mm-hmm. And red zone offense was was 22nd. Oh wow. They were 13 and 3 that year, okay? They were you know, situationally could have been better. Okay. Since then, since then, here's their rush offense rankings. 31, 29, 32, 29, and then currently two games in or 26th. So we made progress is what you're saying. No, we got <laughs> we got progressively worse well, in since, rush offense. No, we're, we're 26 now. It's like, you know, you're telling me there's a chance, right? The, the right. 26 is better than 32. Big Ben's burner. You're right. Todd Haley did have the name Avengers on offense. On defense, they <laughs> didn't. They had okayness on defense. Um, you know, it's it's incredible that, that if the Steelers – had the same defense they did now as they did under Todd Haley, 
not the first two years. That was an awkward period. But like 14 to 17, if they had that same mm-hmm. defense, that would have been a dangerous group. Honestly, yes. if Ryan Shazier hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah, yeah. that's the, yeah. that right. year. That year, they would have gone deep. Yeah. But Shazier yeah. getting hurt really, really fucked things up bad. Because the, the, there's a giant hole in the middle of the field that they never, they never fixed. It took them, took them years. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Ian, Ian, well, and, and that's, Ian, what's the next? What's the next on American Top Forty? What do we got, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ian, you. Well, we've talked sober. about Kent yeah. Graham. We've talked about you know. Big Ben's burner just sober, asked, yeah. did Haley leave because of Ben or something else with his red zone office? I was I left the year he le- I left the year before Todd left. Hey, Todd, Todd got along with players. I, that was fabric that was fabricated. I, I really do think that. Um I think that was an organizational decision, to be honest. Um I'd really like to, to hear your Todd Haley impression again. Uh, since we're all we're in overtime anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> I would just Todd Haley would walk up to the podium for Thursday coordinators and I would just do that in front of him and the media and he would just laugh. <laughs> and I'd also say too, I'd also say too about Todd. I mean, like, all right, I'm in love with Todd Haley. Let's just say it. No, but, but like he, he won games with backup quarterbacks. Um, he had, and listen, AB was, AB was great. I'm not going to say he wasn't, but after oh my God. that, yeah. Would you say it was great? Yes. Yeah. Yes. AB was great. Obviously, I know I had a we had our I had a run in with. I mean, AB. AB. AB forgot. But Ben was also good too. Ben was also good AB thought that that he was just trying to stir the drink. It's not the way it works in football. I'm sorry. There are 11 guys out there. It is. It is the ultimate team game. Yes, having a very talented guy at a spot is a huge plus. Yes. But you're one fucking guy of 11. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, that Ben, yeah. that, you know, that Ben AB connection was unbelievable. Oh and, my God. And that was, three I mean, years, that's three, like, four I years. It was like the best thing in the league. Yeah. It's been but, four years. It's been like four years since AB quote tweeted me, which was a terrible day in my life. We'll, we'll revisit that at another time. But anyway, um, actually we, we tried to get you on the show that night. Yeah, I said no, man. I was about what ready to get dick. I was about ready to get fired from the job I had at the time. But um, were you really? Yeah, that that was where not a good, that was not a good couple weeks. That was a where dark you, time in my life. Where were you? Where were you then? Eh, we're not going to reveal that right now. We're live on. Yeah, it. that's true. We are live. Up Come next on, on American hey, Top on, Forty is on. change the subject. By, all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to move back to the, by to ABC. the I'm no, gonna leave back saying, to the Shazier comment. Because... No, 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 we're good. But no, but but getting back to that point, like AB was AB was legit. Him and Ben and AB had that connection. Like I'm trying to think of it, like like Rogers Adams or even Derek Carr and Devontae Adams right now. Like nah. it's like it's not not the not Derek did Carr. You watch De- did you watch Derek Carr play the other night? That's fine. Okay, God, Rogers he's awful. Is Rogers he's Adams awful. good? Yeah, oh yeah. Rogers okay, Jordy fair. Nelson, maybe you know some of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah but- like it was there, but after after AB, like Todd and and Martavis had his ups and downs, but like but like they had like Marcus Wheaton, Eli Rogers, Kobe Hamilton, Mike Wallace, one trick pony, Todd. whatever. My ass, that guy was so goddamn good with the ball in his hands. I agree. 
and I disagree. They paid AB over Mike Wallace, but which is fine. I totally get it. I totally get why they did. So, all right. So here's the problem with Mike Wallace. I I loved Mike Wallace. I got a Mike Wallace jersey hanging in my closet. So, but here here was the problem with Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace had no wiggle. He had straight line speed, but they would try to throw him out routes, and it was like trying to steer the Titanic around the iceberg. He took like 20 steps trying to turn himself on an out route. He had no... Mike, Mike ran two routes, a nine and a seven. I mean, yeah. That was all he could do. Yeah. But if you got him the ball in the open field, and you're right, it was a foot race. Yes. And you made it a foot race, who's either going to have a very long game, gain, or a score. Yes. And it was every time. And, and yes. the fact that he was the threat to do that was what made him so goddamn dangerous. Yes. And when you have a really good quarterback on top of that, it makes it even more so. So you got to double that guy. You can't ignore him. And he yes. was super valuable. Wallace, Wallace yeah. as like in his first couple years, I tweeted and said, Wallace was the best guy that I remembered tracking the ball in the air since like Yancey Thigpen. Like, his ability to track the ball in the air and find it on deep throws was next level. Like it was fantastic. The problem was as his career went on, they tried to expand his route tree and he just couldn't do it. He couldn't make the cuts. They tried to throw him these like crossing routes and he just, he couldn't turn up the field. He just cross through a zone and just keep running straight and just run into a guy in the next zone over. He couldn't make that cut up the field. And that's why AB was different because AB had that foot quickness that could make those sharp cuts. That's why that 15 yard out route that AB could run. No one could ever stop it because AB had that foot quickness that he was in and out of his break. He was almost faster coming out of his break than he was getting yeah. into it, which was insane. Ben would um, just throw the ball to a spot in the sideline and AB would go and grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing about Wallace, especially in his last year that frustrated the hell out of me was he would put up big numbers when the games were already over that like that there was a game against the chargers. I remember that the chargers came here and they whooped the shit out of us. The first half, it was like 24 to three or 21, nothing or something like that. Halftime. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. And, and we needed to win that game to like have a shot to make the playoffs. And Wallace like dropped a deep pass where, and, and, and had a couple other plays that he just looked like he gave up on. But then he finished the game with like 160 yards and two touchdowns, but it was all in garbage time in the second half when we were down by so much it didn't matter anyways. That towards the end of his time here, Wallace put up a ton of stats in garbage time when we were already losing that didn't really matter. Wait, no, no. No, you said Wallace? Yeah. That was not 2013. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no, that was his last year. That was Wallace's last year here. It was a game against the Chargers. And I remember he he dropped a pass right before halftime that if he had caught it, might have game. been a touchdown, but definitely would have put us in long field game. goal range. Right. Yeah. And no, my my no, thing with Wallace was he, the fact that I mean, prior his final to his year last was year. 2012. But you might be right. It might have been the 20. It, it might have been 2012. You might be right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm but old. my thing with Wallace was prior to his last year, prior to when they extended AB, and instead of him because he turned them down, um, and his attitude seemed to change. 
at that point, which I, you know, I get it, whatever you, you want the big contract. They didn't give it to you. And they basically told you you weren't worth it. And then you went off to play for another team and you proved them right. But um, he I mean, wasn't he did. He, he did wasn't terrible after. No, he did. He he went to Miami and said, actually, Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Ben, Ro- than ben Roethlisberger. And we were like, yeah, OK, he whatever. Lasted, what, a year in Miami yeah. and then went no, to Minnesota? No, then, I think yeah. two years, whatever, whatever, whatever time it took them to pay out his guaranteed money after that, he was gone. Um. Yeah, that was uh, him turning down the Steelers is a mistake. Another one, because Ben made him better, and Ben's made a lot of wide receivers better than they really were. Setting that aside for a minute, my thing with Wallace prior to his final year, because it just didn't seem like his heart was in it anymore. But prior to his final year, the respect the defenses showed him was a huge value. That was huge. And, and that piece of it, I really respect and appreciate. And yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, he's acknowledged the fact that he shouldn't have left Pittsburgh and I, I can appreciate that too, but you know, hindsight's always fucking 2020. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, So I I, got to loop back with one, one more stat because people mentioned Shazier in the chat in 2017 before Shazier's injury, the defense was giving up 16 points per game. Yep. After Shazier's injury, they gave up 28 points per game. Right. That's 12 more points. Like you cannot give up 28 more. You can't give up 28 points a game. Right. And expect to win in the NFL. And that's including a three point game against Houston on Christmas Day. Like they were terrible. They gave up so I think they gave up like a hundred more yards and twelve more points after Shazier got injured. And you know, so it was it was just a, a massive difference in the defense. The we, the the the, okay. the weird thing about that year is that Jacksonville smacked the Steelers twice that year. Yeah, for the Once second with, time, this they did in two thousand seven too. Yeah, yeah, they were the only. I still think they're the only. Or they no wait did the Brown okay? I don't know. If, I can't remember if the Browns beat the Steelers the year they won in the playoffs. Yeah, because. Because Landry or Mason started that game. <laughs> Mason started that game because we had it. We had we had our positioning locked up. So Mason started the last game of 2020 against the Browns. We got down like 21 nothing. No, no, no. It was about touchdowns. home. Steelers beat yeah. the Browns. Steelers beat the Browns. The Browns. The Browns. No, we, we beat them in Cleveland. We killed them in Cleveland. And then Mason started. Yeah. Which weeks. time was that? No, we, we killed them here. We lost at Cleveland. Probably both happened okay. that season. So the, so the Jaguars are still the only team to beat the Steelers in, twice in, in Pittsburgh. Stadium in stadium history to beat them. Hey, that was Hinesfield, you yeah, fuck. To beat them in the regular season of postseason. Yeah. That was the same with the year with Shazier, 2017. They, I think they won like thirty-five-seven in the regular season, and then yeah, they, they scored, kicked the shit out of them. They scored like forty-two in that playoff game, which yeah, yeah. Well, when you snap the ball over your quarterback's head on the first play, it's all downhill from there. Like you, dude, that fucking what the oh, fuck? What? Well, yeah, and there's okay. like a history of that in Steelers playoffs games. What you basically go, okay, that's a harbinger of the fact that we're going to lose. We probably should just turn it off now. Harbinger is a great word, by the way. That's an excellent word. word. But they were that 2020 year, they were done. 
they it was a miracle they beat the Colts that year. Yeah. Remember that? They lost four yeah. or five. Yeah. And the only win was they were down like you know like twenty one seven against the Colts and like that was the game. That was the game. Ben called his own place. He was like, "Juju, run yes. a post, yeah. and I'll <laughs> throw you the ball." <laughs> Randy was like, "Randy was like, hey Ben, I need you to run this right now." And Ben was like, "Shut up, Randy. I got this. I got this. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You don't need to call Although, anything. It's fine. Yeah. I swear to God, last week, Mitch, Mitch called Orlando." On a couple audibles. Am I wrong? I was at the game, so I couldn't hear it. But I mean, you you were watching it on TV, so you may have heard. You probably heard better than I did. I swear, Mitch called Orlando on a on a on an audible on that drive that they might have tied. Maybe I'm. I don't know. It's been a long day and week. It's only Wednesday or Tuesday. Didn't call. Didn't call it's, on only, it's only Tuesday, and it's been a long week. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mark turned off his phone. He's not responding. <laughs> He's he not. might have gone to bed. <laughs> Mark trusted us, which was a Are mistake we done? on his part. <laughs> Are we done? I'm not done yet. I don't know about you guys. I got beer and tequila in front of me. I've and got it's it's only it's not even nine o'clock here. Oh, you West Coast guy. Yeah. It's all great. right. I'm gonna go grab one more then. All right, because yeah, I got a like a. If you're tuning in live, beer over here. see this. If, if you're not <laughs> tuning in live, this will be cut. So, If you're turning in live. Uh... Up next, we have uh, all for one. I swear I'll only have one more beer. <laughs> Melvin asks oh, where you are, shit. Ben. Oh, my God. I, I really hope that Mark just goes ahead and posts this entire thing, but he probably won't. <laughs> honestly, he honestly he should cut this into two shows. Right, post one is the regular show, and then post like the SDB overtime right. show. Yeah, and here's just three assholes who are drunk. Here we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, Melvin Ben is in Portland, which is like the third worst city in America. So. No, it is not. It's like the second worst. Okay. <laughs> You, Don't you, fucking move here. Stop moving here, you fucking assholes. Portland sucks. Go away. God, we so, hate so you. So are you better than Cleveland or Baltimore? Uh, I, you say, better, I, I said you were the Cleveland. third worst. because I would say better than Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I, I would say better than Cleveland. I don't know about Baltimore, but better than Cleveland for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And here's the thing about about portland that's it kind sucks. of funny well no it, it, it's that portlanders you know like most most cities just kind of want to be loved they're like my my city is so great and i've got this and this and this going for it it's so wonderful and i love it so much and portlanders are like fuck you we don't want to be loved you can kiss our asses fuck you don't come here i'm serious and if you do move here people are dicks they're like oh I noticed you have Arizona plates. Um, so did you move here? Yeah. Well, I guess we're not really going to be friends, are we? And I'm I'm not kidding you when I tell you they will be assholes to you because you're not from here. They're fucking assholes. All cities want to be loved except for Portland. Portland does not give a shit. Portland's like, 
fuck you. Fuck off. Leave us alone. Go away. I don't know how else to put it. And on top of that, you have a giant homeless problem. Uh, and and I'll, I'll get political here for a second, but not like directly. I'm not going to pick a side. I'm just going to say that for some reason, Portland has become the epicenter of, of proving your political douchebaggery. And people will fly here from out of state to take part in protests in Portland and take video of it for posterity. What the fuck is wrong with this country? I do not understand these people at all. Either side, a bunch of fucking assholes. I wish everyone would kick all their asses. Just, ugh, fuck. Okay, enough of that. That's, that's the end of my rant. So we had one legitimate question in the chat, and then Melvin also said, clearly, you haven't been to Texas. And I will say, personally... I I've have been... been to Texas. My parents, my, my stepfather was a police chief there, so yes, I have, sir. <laughs> I was in Texas once. My wife and I flew through the Houston airport, and she would not once? let me buy a giant hat, and I was really mad about it. Because why wouldn't you? Why why wouldn't she let you buy a giant hat? I don't know. We were in Texas. For, I was like, I want to buy a giant hat, and she's right. like, No, it wasn't yeah. a foam hat or anything, right? No, I just wanted to buy a big ass hat. I was like, I want to. We're in Texas. I want to buy a big ass hat. And she's Did like, you ever no. see, see Norm McDonald doing that Burt Reynolds yeah. impression? Yes. Yeah, yes. I found a giant hat in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Turd yeah, Ferguson, yeah. Turd yeah. Turd Ferguson. Turd yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny. It's so. Funny. So, uh, big, yeah, uh, big yeah, Ben's burner. Yeah, yeah. Great follow on Twitter for those of you who are not following Big Ben's burner. <laughs> but, but he asked if uh, the Steelers will break the mold and fire a coordinator midseason. No, I would be stunned <laughs> if they actually did. But... I would, I would be singing the praises of Tomlin if it happened. But yes. it's not going to. I just don't see it. You know what could happen, and I kind of really hope it doesn't. Do you remember? Ray Sherman, yeah, I remember, remember what Ray happened. At, what do you remember what the what happened at the end of Ray Sherman's tenure? That was like when, 98, 99, right? It was ninety. Was, it was ninety nine, and, yeah. um, and he came. And, he came back like a couple years ago because Coach Drake passed. Yeah, as a wide receivers coach. Okay, okay. Uh, Ray Sherman was the offensive coordinator under Bill Cowher in the ninety nine season. Okay, so this is early, and and things were so bad that Bill Cowher took over the play calling. There's took it away. <laughs> he took it away from him. And I'm not exaggerating when I say things got worse. <laughs> things got even worse. It was abysmal under Ray Sherman. And when Bill Cowher said, no, no, I'm done with this. I'm taking over the play calling. It got even worse. And then Ray Sherman got fired. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't be really shocked this year. If Mike Tomlin were to say, yeah, Matt Canada, um, this isn't really working out. I might grab the play calling mantle here and take this part of it over. But I would be shocked entirely if Canada were fired. That would shock the shit out of me. Hey, Big Ben's burner said he was seven years old in 99. Big Ben's burner is younger than me. All right. You know, you know, dude, that that's pretty fucked up. Because in '99, I was I was 84, 31. <laughs> in '99, I was 13. So yeah, 
Well, you know, you fucking millennials. Are Ian, I think you got me by the year, ass. I think. Yeah, I was all born in '86. Fucking millennials. Oh, I'm the old. The I'm boss. the youngest on the podcast, and I and I have so much <laughs> boomer energy. I don't like when I don't like when they do walk in your trap, take over your trap, dances post game. I'm me- mega boomer energy. Yeah, that, which is actually kind of funny that you're right. You do have that going, and on top of that, I mean, you're basically the the get off my lawn guy. I am not get off my lawn guy. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> I listen. told someone, hey, listen, the first time you actually tell someone to get off your lawn is an incredible moment in your life. <laughs> listen, I mean, so like when I clean up the front of my area, like my driveway and there's cigarette butts and I'm just like, when I find out who's flicking cigarette butts on my driveway and I immediately became my father, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to find this guy and it's fucking flicking cigarette butts. <laughs> Uh, I remember the first time I told someone to get off my lawn. It was great. They were they were walking their dog, and their dog stopped and took a dump on my lawn. They kept walking. And I <gasps> ran out of my house, and I was like, "Hey, pick that shit up!" Literally. And, they're, and they're, they were on their cell phone. They're like, "Whoa!" What do you mean? And I was like, "Your dog took a dump on my lawn. Come back and pick it up." Major party foul. That is yeah. ridiculous. That is yeah. not cool. Yeah, at all. Cool. Like I don't. If you're people... walking your dogs, you carry a fucking bag. Yeah, I don't at like least a bag or dogs. like a whole it's roll fine. is what I do. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Right. You carry a fucking bag. If you're walking your dog, he's going to shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't mind people walking their dogs, but just like clean up after them, you know? So, you got a dog, yeah. Ian? No, I do not. I have kids. You got Every... six kids, but you don't have, have a dog kids. to entertain them. They entertain each other. That's how this works. I'm just saying if that, that gives them one more thing to play with, which is a little bit less time you got to spend with them. I'm just saying uh, it's kind of a win-win deal. Eh, they dogs, dogs are great and they entertain the kids. They're pretty good about, you know, entertaining each other. So it's, it's all good. Life is hey, we've good. heard those stories about you correcting them about how pee was not stored in the balls, <laughs> which I found <laughs> Which I wow, found we're live. Really, we're live right now. I found <laughs> that real. Ah, come on! It's a bunch of little kids. That shit was funny. That shit was funny. I mean, it was. You gotta admit that was. We don't even know how many are tuned. Oh, I agree. We don't even know how many are tuned anywhere. Usually, still, Dad will be like, "Ah, oh, we got nine people watching oh, right now." Yeah, no. Even a long time days. ago. A long time ago, Mark would have called it quits and been like, okay, you guys are going off the fucking rails. Yeah, well, I gotta, get, I gotta get to editing. You fuckers could just stay here. I, 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 I gotta get to editing, and you guys have obviously had too much to drink, so I'm gonna call it now. Yeah, well, next on America's tonight, Top 40, we have this one by the Weather Girls. It's raining men. Here we go. <laughs> so so for those of you that have stuck with us right like (laughs) last weekend i I, i've got four boys my my oldest are uh, they're 11 9 almost seven four and i've got two girls that are two and two months um so my my boys are talking about biology stuff at the dinner table like they do because they're boys and you know they they were like and they're like, you know, in school, the girls have to pee a lot more than the boys. Why is that? And I was like, you know, and then they start like talking through all this stuff before I can even jump into the conversation. And so I basically had to explain to them and they're like, well, what about this? Well, boys have this and girls don't have that. And I was like, 
and so I basically had to jump in and be like, listen, pee is not stored in the balls, but you know, it's, uh, (laughs) and so after I essentially said that, I basically texted the, the guys here, like Mark and Ryan and Ben. And I was like, so I just had to explain to my kids that pee is not stored in the balls. And they were like, you're wrong about that. Why the fuck would you say that? What is going on with I did you? not say that. I laughed. I said, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you sure, man? Yeah. I don't was... know, man. I'm pretty sure the pee is actually stored <laughs> in the balls. Yeah. That's why girls have to go to the bathroom more often because they don't have balls. <laughs> Literally one of my kids said that. So I had to like explain this to them. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. You should go explain that to your mom. Go ahead, ask her. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see her reaction. <laughs> oh, she was she was at the table. She, my wife was at the dinner table as well, and she's like trying not to laugh. Also, and I'm trying not to laugh because you know. But at some point, I'm like, all right, I have to. That, that's like the hardest thing about being a parent is like, there's things they say where I want to just laugh my ass off, but I'm like, all right, I'm actually your parent, and I have to tell you, like, no, this is inappropriate, but I'm gonna go oh. laugh about it later. So you with know. us, <laughs> yeah, with with you guys. Yeah. When is with, when is when is one of your kids gonna join the podcast? <laughs> I his kids have joined the podcast. I honestly should have had my nine-year-old come on tonight because he went to the game with me and he was That's bitching the whole true. game. And he was like, Trubisky sucks. We should go to pick it. He needs to throw deep. He's like, ah. it's like <laughs> it sucks. Why is he still That's in there? Funny. I forgot like, about that. Yeah. After the game, you were like, my son literally hates all caps Mitch Trubisky. I was he like, hates oh. Trubisky so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Also, hey, it is cool. Uh, you got to spend that that time with your son, though, and that he got to experience the stadium. That that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I, I took my oldest and my second last year to their first games, and they enjoyed it. So I, I'm taking them again this year. So took my nine year old to the first game. Taking my eleven year old to the Jets game. So it'll be fun. Um, but also, hey, congrats, Big Ben's burner, who mentioned in the chat that uh, he is expecting. Oh well, he's not expecting. Him. I guess you know his, he's pregnant. His, he's he no, he is not expecting. His significant other is expecting. He's Big carrying a baby. Congratulations, yeah. Big Ben yeah. Turner. There we go. I, Congratulations. I, I I will I will say though that you know like going into the stadium this week, I had to tell my son I was like, don't repeat anything that you hear at the stadium today when we get home <laughs> because. <laughs> My dad took me to my first game when I was five years old, and I learned a lot of words at Three River Stadium, and I repeated a lot of words at home, and then my dad got in trouble with my mom because I was repeating words that I heard at the stadium. Um, So, yeah. There you go. But taking your kids to games is pretty awesome. You know, you could take your kids to tailgate with us sometime when we're all in Pittsburgh, and I'll teach them all kinds of new words. I'm sure you will. Ian has seen me at a tailgate. I've tailgated with you. Yeah, so it was yes. a good time. Ian, Ian showed up, and I was already drunk. Yes. Well, it, well, it might have been because we started drinking at breakfast, but yeah. Yeah. And that was a All 4 right. o'clock game, too. <laughs> it was. It was. All right. Everybody in the chat needs to come to a game at some point so we can all yeah. hang out and tailgate yeah. because you guys are we awesome. Were, we, well, wait. We're, we're all supposed to go to a game this year, all of us together, 
Listen, if you're we're if, supposed if, to, but Mark's being a dick. Mark is being not, a dick and not picking a game. Yes, if Mark, you know I, mean. I really, I really hope you watch this part tomorrow, Mark, because you're being an asshole. Decide, <laughs> pick a fucking game. If you wanna, if you wanna remain incognito, we will not reveal anything. I promise. No, I would really like all of you to send him hate mail about this point. Mark, pick a fucking game because I need to make travel plans. I'm not exaggerating. You two assholes live there. I do not. I have to make travel plans, and Mark will not fucking decide. So I would really appreciate it if everybody who's watching the show right now would send Mark some hate mail <laughs> that just we gotta says, find out hey, we got to hey, find out who Steelers freak is. Canada hey, Mark, said, pick a fucking <laughs> game. You're all supposed her, to do I don't it. know who it is. We, all the four of us are supposed to go to a game. We're supposed to do a live podcast on Thursday from Pittsburgh. We're all supposed to do it. All that has to happen is Mark has to pick a fucking game, and he won't fucking do it. God damn it. I'm glad you brought that up, Ian. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a, a live podcast from, like, somewhere in Pittsburgh would be so much fun. And Ryan and I live here, but Ryan lives in the North Hills and I live in the South Hills, so we will never meet each other. Well, eventually, um, not true. We've talked about we've talked about meeting up for the World Cup. That is true. We we we'll meet up for the World Cup. It may, like it may other, be a game. We like the other football. Yeah, we, that is true. Foosball go, go America! Devil. Football is a devil. So wait. What are you guys going to watch? You're going to watch Snakes American. Snakes don't really have kicked? parts, so if I would say, I think it was his knee. If he had a part, <laughs> that'd be the knee. That is the best bet. God bless there's, Kathy Bates. There's, there's a one of the U.S. World Cup games. I don't know if it's the England game or the Wales game or whoever it is. Might be the England game. It's on like a Saturday, and we're like, yeah, we're going to meet up for this game. And if you guys watch the England game, they're going to get killed. Th- they probably no. are. Dude, but, England, yeah. England chokes. Ellie, if you're listening, sorry, but England chokes <laughs> constantly. I don't know, Ellie. I wouldn't point. take that shit if I were you. I, you know, he, <laughs> Ryan just basically said that England sucks. I'm just saying. That's what I heard. I'm fine with that. I mean, if, uh, they, if, if the United States <laughs> was playing a better team, I would say that. But, like, to me, oh, is Uh-oh. that Tucker? Oh no, no that, that's, that, that's that's my. I'm sorry. That's that'd be one of Ian's babies. No, that's that's my daughter who's been sleeping in her swing, which is next to my kegerator. Holy um, shit! That's good. <laughs> you know God what you should her, do, Ian, is just get up and rub some whiskey on her gums, and she'll go right yeah. back to sleep. All right, I'm gonna take her to bed. I'll be right back. <laughs> How long are we making this last? What the hell's happening right now? I, I don't. Know. We're we're two hours in, and we still have an audience. Which well, is crazy. I mean, for Ben, it's only oh, it's nine oh seven. Nine oh seven. Yeah, Ben. Ben's feeling. <laughs> Ben's all right. <laughs> How you doing there, Ryan? If, I'm it's midnight. What time you gotta get up? What well, eh, seven hours? Sorry, not terrible. Mark not will terrible. not respond to texts. Not terrible. If you are, if anybody's still watching and engaging. For real, like thank you very much. Like that's yeah, that's very, we really very appreciate nice. it. Um, you know, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to steal anybody's thunder here, but like I, I'm re- I'm new to the podcast, but like these guys have worked really really hard. Um, you know, well, we, we maybe we, take one of those reallys off. Sure. <laughs> we we just we just appreciate anybody that's interested. You know, we're at least for myself. Like I I don't I don't act. You know. We don't know. I don't know everything. I don't act like I know everything. 
I'm only ever going to give you honest opinions. And, uh, um, it's, 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 it's going to be a frustrating, it's going to fr- be a frustrating year. Um, at least yeah, I it is. I, I, I agree. I, and, and, and honestly, and th- this is my counsel and I, you know, I, I came up with this when I was sober. So, um, it probably <laughs> is solid advice. Probably. Um, I would prepare myself emotionally for this being a really tough year to, to deal with. And, and that's the, the pep talk I've given myself. It's like, you know, I, I'm watching this game t- week two, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I can watch 15 more games of this fucking offense without losing my goddamn mind. And I had to stop after the fact and take a step back and go, you know, man, it, you, you probably are going to have to watch that. And it's it just, it, it, you know, this is what you got. And it's too late to change it. So... You know, you're going to have to accept the fact that it's going to be frustrating and it's going to suck and deal with it. So my advice to everyone is to kind of prepare yourselves emotionally for the fact that this offense sucks. And I, I hate to put it so fucking bluntly, but it, 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 it's just it's just not good. It, it, it just isn't. And yeah, you really you really should. Just, yeah. I mean, honestly, like all the sunshine that people try and sell on Steelers Twitter. I'm sorry. I just, I just can't drink that Kool-Aid. That that sounds really tasty and it sounds like it's really cold and refreshing and everything, but I just, I, I, I just can't because this team, that unit is not good. They're not. And when TJ comes back, he's not going to be a hundred percent. The defense is not going to be the same again this season. As, as they were week one, um, TJ is going to have some moments because he's TJ. But, you know, I, again, I'll, I'll go back to the comparison I made last week when I talked about Stefan Tuitt and when he tore his bicep and he was not the same guy after that that year, even though he tried to play through it. You know, tearing your pec, even if it wasn't a complete tear and it wasn't a complete tear, is not a small thing. It's a big, big fucking deal. And, you know, you, you push and pull to get around guys that are bigger than you when you're an outside linebacker or defensive end. And, you know, TJ's got to do that. So I, I just don't see him being the same guy when he comes back. I'm sorry. It sucks, but it is what it is. Um, next year, we got that to look forward to. I don't know. I I sat through some bad years at Three River Stadium at Heinz Field. At you know, I mean, the yeah. the six the six and ten year was brutal. Ninety eight, I mean, ninety nine, and two thousand were real. Two thousand three, two thousand three. The six and, and ten year was, yes, yes, was yes. brutal. I mean, I don't even know how we won six freaking games that year. Like looking back on it, you know, and. Yeah, that that year was was just brutal to watch. I remember they had a game, Ryan, you might remember this, against the Rams in in 2003 and they celebrated it was like the 1000th game in Steelers history. Terrible, and that was yeah. when that was when the Rams were like the greatest show on turf and they came in and they just beat the shit out of the Steelers. It, the Steelers it was actually like, Mark it was actually Mark Bolger was the quarterback though. Yeah. Bolger was not a bad quarterback. He was. It was, it was, it was 
He was Pittsburgh. not a Hall of Fame quarterback or anything, but he was he was pretty good. He went to, he, Central but, Catholic, Pittsburgh yeah, Central yeah. Catholic went to West Virginia. Right. But Bulger had a good offensive line yeah. and he had great skill players, I think, right? I, I'm pretty sure the Rams scored 33 points that game. I they, can't remember. They I don't kicked know. the shit out of us that yeah. game. And they, yeah, they was, brought like all these alumni back. It was it was embarrassing. It was bad. Yeah. Now, the thing I'm worried about this year is the Oakland game. <laughs> the immaculate reception game, right? So they're gonna bring out they're gonna bring out Franco and retire his number and fire up the crowd and it's the immaculate reception game, 50th anniversary, blah blah blah. And if the Steelers go out and play the way the offense goes out, excuse me, and plays the way it has for the last two weeks, we're gonna fucking lose. We gotta find out who Steelers freak is. He says, I wanna kiss us soon. He's alluding the little Joe name of Susie Colbert. I understand where <laughs> you're going there, Steelers freak. So, so in a, in a regular NFL game, you play sixteen minutes of regulation you. and fifteen minutes, or 10 minutes, minutes of overtime. We've been, in, minutes? we've been in SCB overtime here for almost longer than our regular show was. We've <laughs> actually we have. We're at two oh eight now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mark. I really hope you watch this. <laughs> Mark, Mark really needs to just post this whole second half. As, I as agree a with you, man. Show. He really should just cut it in half and just make it two shows. And be like, ah, hey, yeah. man, here's three assholes. <laughs> here's the three assholes with their number one hit. I'm hammered. <laughs> George, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Mm. George is signing off. This, this is I the other know. problem, right? So Mark, as the like host of the show, is the only <laughs> one who can comment in the chat. So none of us can comment back in the yeah. chat. Well, so we, we can we can speak to, back. We can speak back to what people are saying. But yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yes, Big Ben's Bernie, you're right. Mark is in fact a teacher, so he has to deal with high school kids <laughs> and us, which is basically the same maturity level. Well, when we drink. It's yeah, probably we're like, lower. We're like, no. the kids in, we're like the kids in Woodshop. <laughs> didn't quite fit. Didn't quite fit with the rest of the group, you know. Yeah. Like we like fire and cutting stuff and kiss. Yeah. Steelers freak mentioned that he's been a fan since he was six years old in 1970, and he's seen some dark times. The the first the game 80s. I, I mean, yeah, the eighties is a rough time to be a Steelers fan. Yeah, the, it was. I'm sorry. I know you guys don't remember that shit, but oh my god. Well, here, here's what I'll say. the The first game I remember watching, I remember watching a game against the Oilers in my parents' basement and celebrating us winning on a field goal. And then I looked back, and that was 1989. I was three years old. Somehow, I remember that game. That I was thrilling moments. Yeah. That that I remember us beating the Oilers in a playoff game when I was three years old. So somehow I remember that game. So my first memory as a Steelers fan is of Bubby Brister at quarterback. So, you know, like for the people who grew up with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback and are now like, I can't believe Mitch Trubisky's so bad. Like we grew up with I, I grew up with Bubby Brister and then Neil O'Donnell and Kent you know, Graham. You know and what? Well, you know what I, and, I, I cannot yeah. believe and I, I'm sorry to keep coming back to this fucking thing over and over again. I can't believe that people thought that just because a quarterback was mobile, he was going to be better. What the fuck was wrong with you? What the fuck were you thinking? I'm serious. There's more to being a quarterback than being able to run around. 
you've got to you got to process information and deliver the ball to the right spot. That's your job as a quarterback. Being mobile, that's a plus. It's great. It's like power windows in a car, as opposed to that thing where you got to roll it down. You know all that shit, uh, which nobody has anymore. But uh, the I, point I is, it's a fucking, it's an windows. option on a yeah. vehicle. Okay, it's a nice option to have. It's great. Maybe it makes the car a little nicer, but it doesn't make it a better car, right? Your job is I, to process I, information and deliver the ball to the right fucking spot on time. I, I and I said this earlier. I think I really, I really do think that the fact that Coach T talked about escapability and quarterback mobility so much, even last season and then into this season, I think that gave a lot of people hope. So that, you thought you think that Coach T brainwashed them? I, you know, I, I think that Coach T is is and if you're still listening um you're still listening my Mike Tomlin's going to be in the Hall of Fame and you I will. and I yeah. have no argument with that and I, I and agree. I and I and I think he deserves that um but I will say that you know part of of part of your legacy is also um telling people what they want to hear I really do think that I really do. Um, you think telling them what you want to hear is what you should do? I'm not saying that's what they should do. I think that's what he needs to do because Mike Tomlin is not a person. Okay, in terms of motivating players, I agree with you. You yes. tell them what they need to hear, yes, not what they but, want to hear. Correct. But I look at I look at it as he was prepping or he was prepping the fans early on about escapability and mobility but he was just doing it to do it because i don't think he truly knew what was going to unfold because he didn't know he, you he know, didn't know he was going to get mitch you know he, didn't know I he was going to get kenny pickett i, I think that i think he, that at that players, point he probably thought he had mason i think that fans most of our fans have have not been fans for very long and they watched ben play for almost two decades and they just think that all quarterbacks can just do those things because they're playing in the NFL. And, yes. and that is not true. There are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, which is what you had for a long, long time in Pittsburgh. And granted, his last couple of years there, he wasn't that guy anymore. But prior to that, he was a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he could do things that not a lot of guys can do. And, you know as we've talked about on this show, there aren't, there are not, aren't even 32 legitimate starters, legitimate NFL starters in the world. Okay. And Ben was not only one of them, he was one of the best ones. Okay. So really, really, really good player. You take Mitch Trubisky who played in Nagy's offense, Matt Nagy's offense for a number of years. And you want to blame the fact that, Matt Nagy was a horrible offensive coordinator on on Trubisky's lack of success. But then you don't take into account the fact that the Steelers have Matt fucking Canada. Who's calling the offense in Pittsburgh? Maybe the solution is no one named Matt should be able to be an offensive coordinator. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But my, my point is I never saw Mitch Trubisky do anything that any elite quarterback can do ever, ever. Fine, he can run around behind. That does not make him a better quarterback. Being able to run with the ball does not make you a better quarterback. 
What defines you as a quarterback is whether or not you can throw the ball where the receiver is going to be, where he needs to make the catch so that he can make a play. That quality is what defines you as a quarterback. The end. And Trubisky ain't that guy. And Mason's not that guy. And maybe Pickett is that guy, but we haven't seen it yet. So we'll find out. I don't know. The and other that's, thing that's that the I'll, end of my fucking rant. Yeah. The other thing I'll just add to what Ben says, and I, I preach this all the time, is that the difference between the 26th best quarterback in the league, which is kind of just a guy who's borderline going to get replaced quarterback and an elite NFL quarterback is getting touchdowns in the red zone versus kicking field goals. Anyone can drive you down the field. Mason Rudolph can drive you down the field and kick field goals all day. But can you put seven points on the board instead of three is what makes the difference between a good starter and yeah, a bad starter. I was going to say an elite and like just a guy, right? That, yeah, pretty much. Also, uh, Ben, I think you need to tell your story about becoming a Steelers fan because Melvin mentioned that well, you've told it before, but M Melvin mentioned that he's been a fan since he was five in 1976 when he made a Christmas ornament of Lynn Swan. So, oh. so that is very similar to your story about how you became a Steelers fan. January 18th, 1976. Yes. Uh, Super Bowl 10. And my dad is a Cowboys fan. And he is um, very, very excited about the fact that uh, Roger Staubach is going to beat the Steelers that day and telling me about it during the game, pregame warmups and all that, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I was, you know, kind of a contrary little shit. Not that I am that now at all. Became a bigger shit who's contrary now. But um, I'm listening to this and I'm like, nah, guys in the black hats are going to win black hats i was seven i didn't even helmets that didn't even occur to me yeah guys in the black hats and they won and i've been a steelers fan ever since and i always tell people your team chooses you, you it isn't the other way around you know you can and and for some people it's like you know you live in a city you live in an area and that's the you're expected to be that fan so you're that fan whatever else that wasn't a thing for me um I grew up in Arizona. I was born in Portland, Oregon. Um, in my entire life, I lived in Pittsburgh for almost a year. Not quite. Um, uh, and that was, you know, much later in life. So that was never a thing. At the time, uh, the L.A. Rams were a pretty good team, but I just wasn't a Rams fan for whatever reason. I just never gravitated toward that. And everybody was either a Cowboys, Oilers, or Steelers fan. And for some reason, I became a Steelers fan. And actually, at the time, it was kind of a minority kind of a deal because most people were Cowboys fans. There were a lot of Cowboys fans during that time because they were kind of a showboat team and there's a lot of that shit going on and people got into it and the whole America's team thing because Art Rooney Sr., rejected that when the television networks tried to say, Hey, we want, we want to make Pittsburgh America's team. And he went, nah, we're, we're Pittsburgh's team. So Dallas became the de facto America's team after the fact. So yeah, people were excited about the Cowboys and 
it just became a you know fun to talk shit about the Cowboys and be a Steelers fan, I think. And that's kind of how it started. Yeah. That. Anyway, dumb story, but that is actually true. <laughs> I was born and raised here, so I'm just like, you know, I've, I've bleeped. There, was, there was absolutely no tequila involved in that story as it, you know, evolving because I was seven. There's, there's tequila now. That's different, yeah. though. Uh, Ryan, what's the first Steeler game you remember? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, shit. I got to plug my laptop in. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. It's also almost 1230 here on the East Coast, <laughs> so we should probably wrap this up soon. Yeah, I'm going to be dead in about 30 minutes. Eh, um, whatever. You guys Big are Ben's, pussies. Big it's Ben's only burner. 9 o'clock. Big Ben's burner said... He's sad to see me upset because Mason didn't pan out. I'm gonna be dead. In, I'm gonna be dead in 30 minutes like Mason Rudolph's career. You know. Um, um, you know. I I think first, when Mason leaves, he is going to say, "I'm really glad I left." Don't you think? What did you say? When Mason leaves, he's gonna be like, "I, you know, I really needed a fresh start." Blah blah blah. X Y. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think it was fine. You know, I you know I don't want to say that. You know. Um, it just never worked out. Never did. I'm not saying it's bad or good. It just, you know, it just never worked out. My first Steelers game that I remember, um, was and I because I, I went to this game. It was a ninety. I'm trying to look it up right now, but yes, it was ninety four. Um, okay. were you doing impressions then? Uh, yeah, probably my parents probably knew I wasn't annoying back then. Was annoying back then. Um, ninety four. Were, were you doing impressions then? Because ninety four years ago, that remembers ninety four against Dan Marino. Um, there was a whole so, different cast on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was, it was actually entertaining. Um. Yeah, my no, the first series game I remember was. Uh, 94 the dolphins played here and marino played here and my parents got tickets for that that's the first game i remember i mean i don't want to say first game i remember like i definitely remember watching the steelers before that that's like the first game i remember like being there that was one of the first games i remember being there So first game in Heinz, an old Polish man who lived in the neighborhood when I was in Pittsburgh, gave me tickets. And I was like, oh, thank you so much, thinking these were like shitty 500-level tickets. And I show up, and yeah, they were at, you know, they were the top, was it the 400s or the 500s? Top level, the right? 600s were the top level. At 600s. 600s, yeah. 600s. Yeah. 600s, but it was front row at about the 40. Nice. Nice. So... You're overlooking it, but you're on that giant overhang. Remember how far it used to go out? Yeah. And that was a really, really, really loud stadium. And it would get so loud that the stadium would shake. Yep. That was scary as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I remember remember being at a, a playoff baseball game against the Braves in the early 90s there. And we had seats like way up high, like almost at the at the 
back end of the stadium and it was so loud that we could feel the stadium shaking and our, and yeah. our Steelers tickets were in the 600 levels too. Um, and we had never felt it like that, that it was like, you could literally feel it shaking. It, it was, was, it awesome. was wild. Yes. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, the, the, the aluminum seats would reverberate, but whatever. I mean, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. I, I feel like I grew up at Three River Stadium that like I went to a bunch of pirate games like we had Steelers season tickets. We, like my dad worked in a steel mill. And the one year this guy that he worked with like won a contest at the Butler County Fair and won pirate season tickets. And this was like 92, like when the pirates were really damn good. But, like, because they worked in a mill, the other guy worked shifts. So he would just, like, give my dad tickets. So my dad, like, I would get home from school and my dad would be like, hey, we're going to the Buckos game tonight. Let's go. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's let's do this, you know. Um, so we went to so many Pirates games that year. And that was when they were, like, they won, like, 98 or 99 games that year. They were so good. And, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, Steelers freak. Tom Landry's a fucking asshole. Cowboys head coach. <laughs> Should never, you should never be lauded on this show. But actually, uh, uh, seriously, on a more serious note, um, Tom Landry is the only head coach in NFL history to ever have twenty consecutive winning seasons. Twenty. It'll never, ever, ever happen again, ever. That is like, I'm sorry, a, an amazing yeah. achievement in the no, NFL, at, at the NFL level. That shit just doesn't happen. And as much as I hate the Cowboys, I have to respect that. All right. Melvin said I was Burner. running on fumes, so I got another. So <laughs> Big Ben's burner Melvin asked a legitimately me good question. <laughs> of What's who's the question? The, who's the greatest Steelers backup quarterback of all time? Cordell Stewart. That's a, that's a decent answer. <laughs> it ain't even close. It's Cordell Stewart. No, it's not. But it is. Uh, no, it's not. I'm gonna let Ryan answer first. Oh, I have a full beer. Fuck because yeah. I, I I have a legitimate answer to this question. Bobby Brister? No. Yeah, he was back up for a while too. No. It was really it was fun a... watching Bubby get ready to self-destruct. You could see it coming. It was awesome. No, there's there's a better answer to this question. Mike Thompson. Ryan can get it. No. Who's who's the greatest Steelers backup quarterback of all time? Kent Graham. No. The greatest Steelers backup quarterback of all time is Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, that's a good answer. Because yeah, Landry Jones started that Cleveland, Cleveland game in like 2015. <laughs> and Ben came in and threw like, for like 350 yards. He set the record for the most passing yards. It was ridiculous. Something like that shit. That's that's good. That's a very good answer. It was that like was... 2015 or 2015 or 2016 versus Cleveland. Yeah. And ben did not start and he came in and on one fucking foot through for like 350 <laughs> yards and trolled the whole fucking Browns. That was awesome. That was that is that is also a great answer. That was actually not the answer I was gonna give though. What are you gonna give, Ian? All right. Greatest Steelers backup quarterback in history is Len Dawson. Who was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, didn't start, maybe started one game in like three years, and then went to Kansas City and became a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He actually, he started. You know I who else it, was a Steeler? 
and was Johnny cut U. because because he wasn't good enough to be a Steeler. Johnny U. Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe was that the, was gonna be my second maybe, answer. Was, maybe yeah. the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. The Steelers the, had him and cut him. Um, yeah. The Steelers at one point had in the same year had Earl Morrell, Len Dawson, and Bobby Lane. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit. Now we got Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. The, those, you know those, close, close. The, those were all legitimate answers, but I, I love the, the history of like, we drafted Len Dawson and we're like, no, we don't want that guy. Johnny U, same thing. What yeah, same fuck? with Johnny U. But how I, do I don't. You, how do you cut Johnny Unitas? Yeah. You know, I so Dan Rooney, rest in peace. I I used to try to pick his brain every once in a while, um, like if the opportunity came up, like if you know, Dan Rooney was. If anyone's still listening, Dan Rooney, rest in peace, great dude. Um, he he was just so cool. Um, talking about anything and everything, but also it's like Dan Rooney, like he didn't want to like like speak out of turn or ask him, even though he didn't care, but. I remember one time, like, we were talking about, like, how it was back then. And I I didn't say Dawson specifically, but, like, he knew what I was getting at. And he was like, yeah, you're talking about Unitas. Or whatever. I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, it was just different back then. And I'm like, like, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, they had, like, what, like, 15, 17 round drafts back then. Like, it was, it was just, like. It was but just totally different. It like, was right around that time, historically, that Dan Rooney, who was in his early 30s and at that point was a personnel executive, went to the head coach and said, you cannot cut players anymore until you clear it with us. And by that, he meant him. <laughs> and, this, you know, he's going to a guy who's 20 years his senior yeah. Who's been a coach his entire life and going, no, you cannot cut players anymore until you come to us and you talked about it, you talk to us about it and clear it with us. Because they had head coaches cutting guys like Johnny Yu after preseason games, just deciding, yeah, I don't want that guy. He's out of here. Bye. Yeah. And at that point, Things started to change, and on top of that, they ran off some coaches that weren't very good coaches, um, and then eventually brought in Chuck Knoll, who became very successful. And you know, with success, you you get a lot of carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want. And eventually, Knoll could just call his own shots, which in the end kind of didn't work out very well because eventually, all those Hall of Famers they drafted in the seventies. Um, could leave. So, uh, you know, <laughs> eventually you got to go back to the guys that are coaching, pl- that are, excuse me, that are scouting players all season long and go, you know, there's a lot of time invested in looking at these guys and they spend a lot of time not just watching film, but also cool. going to games and everything else. And maybe we should lean a little more heavily on this than just this coach who's like got enamored with one thing a player can do that fits really well with what yeah. he wants to do. So he wants to bring that guy in. Yeah. One of the last conversations I had with Kevin Colbert before he, before I left was 
about how scouting is like homogenized now. Like everybody has the same information. So like some some folks in the chat, especially Melvin, was talking about um, HBCUs and how like Bill Nunn, like you know the story about awesome. Nunn and John yeah. Stallworth, right? Yep. Yeah. He basically yeah, told, he basically told everybody that he sucked. Because John Solworth ran the 40 in the rain, and he wasn't mm-hmm. that fast. And Bill Nunn was basically like, yeah, In the sucks. rain in basketball shoes. Yeah, he's like, he sucks. Everybody go home. Like, don't worry. And then Nunn <laughs> stayed the next day and, like, timed him. But, like, but also Bill Nunn um, was scouting for the Steelers when there was still segregation. And, like, Bill Nunn, Bill Nunn, rest in peace. But Bill Nunn would talk about how, like, he would – so Bill Nunn used to, like, stay – at um uh eddie robinson's house from uh, legendary coach of grambling mm-hmm. like because the south was not as friendly back then as it is now so like there was like there were like like bill nunn was like a cheat code like bill nunn was a cheat code like he he i mean he i mean obviously i mean i say that because obviously bill nunn had to deal with things that i've never had to deal with but like Bill Nunn knew exactly what he needed to do to get the players that he wanted. Um, so like whether it was it with Stallworth or LC, Donnie Shell, like uh, Bill Nunn knew what he needed to do. Um, so that's incredible. Uh, but Dan, Mr. Rooney talked about it, but like uh, Melvin was talking about that. Like I'm very, very, very grateful. Um, I got to, to talk with Dan Rooney as much as I did. For some reason, he liked me, and we used to drive together a lot of places. I used to take him to and from, um, from road games, McDonald's, and McDonald's. Regard, <laughs> yeah, like we'd show up to McDonald's, and like, like Mr. Rooney and Mrs. Rooney would be like, "I want to get McDonald's. Oh, they're both passed away now, but they'd be like, "Hey, take me over to McDonald's." I'm like, oh, sure, and we'd show up, and like it'd be a fiasco at McDonald's, and they realize like Mr. and Mrs. Rooney were in the car with me. <laughs> they'd be like. Hey, shut up, man. This is Miss Rudy, Mrs. Rudy here. Like, like, um, Do you go to the McDonald's on the north side that you yeah, can that, see? That, what, the they live two blocks from the yes, McDonald's. You it can was walk right there, there from their house. Oh, right there. That McDonald's is a disaster. Right, it, it was right there. They I've like, been to that one. It's off. Like they like Mr. Like uh, this is so lame, but I'm gonna say it, but like like Mr. Rooney, like I had a oh my god, and I've told this on this show before, but I, my first car I ever got in my life was a 2002 Oldsmobile Intrigue. Um, and that picked up many a first round draft picks or draft picks in general. And lots of chicks. No, negative. Lots of um, chicks. Although, 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 uh, although Jess, uh, the missus, <laughs> the missus rode in that. Um, but, um, like I she picked up Antonio. How many chicks he had in there before that? It'd be a lot cooler if you had a day. It'd be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did, you know. Um, but like I picked up Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders on the same day. They got drafted, you know, Emmanuel third round, AB sixth round. So I had a lot of a lot of different folks in my car, and I, I I'll never forget like when I when I take Mister Rooney to and from the airport for road games. I'd always, always be like, man, let's take your car. It's like, let's take it. Like, come on, let's take the, let's take your car. Like, it's nicer. Like, it's totally nicer than mine. <laughs> let's take your car. Um, and, and he'd be like, no, I like your car. I like your car. I like, he's like, he's like, you're nothing wrong with your car. Let's take your car. And literally, the last time I drove him, um, 
was after we lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and he passed away only a couple months after. And I remember on the way home from that game, we were talking about football, whatever. And I remember I he said something about this car. He's like, I like this car. I like this car. And I said, Mr. Rudy, it's in 2002 Oldsmobile Intrigue. And he was like, it works, doesn't it? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like it gets, it's gotten you places. And he passed away that year. And I, I didn't get rid of that car for a couple years after he said that, like, cause I felt like really guilty about that. Um, but Mr. Rooney, Mr. Rooney was great. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Sorry. If, if anyone's still listening, that's random, but like Mr. Rooney was great. Um, he was a man of the people. He didn't care what his status was like yeah. he, back in the day he used to walk to games he'd walk oh, to the yeah. stadium he was he you was know? he was he was the best man um i can write a book about the shit we talked about i might do that eventually but you know i stay i share every once in a while i share it on the steel city builds so if you're still listening you know <laughs> give us there was, a like, give there us was a the one episode ryan you told the story about like you you guys got out of the car on the north side, and there were these dudes fighting, and they oh, stopped yes! fighting because they saw Dan Rooney get out of your car. Tell that again. Yeah, he. So, so Mr. Rooney, Mr. Rooney co-authored a book about the north side, um, and we did a book tour, and we 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 went all over the area, um, and one of the one of the spots was the uh, the Carnegie Library on Federal Street. And that night, I actually didn't drive my car that night, which was which was funny. I picked up Mr. and Mrs. Rooney at their house, and they said, we'll take my car. And I said, okay, great. So we took their car, and uh, I pull no, up. Let's, to not, let's the, not edit the language here. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. <laughs> so I pull, I, pull up, I pull up to the Carnegie Library um, on Federal Street, and Mr. In Mr. Rooney's car, he had a he had a uh, a black Buick LaCrosse. It was nice. It was a nice car. Um, and as we pull up, there is a like <laughs> there's like a 24 hour beer distributor <laughs> convenience store like caddy corner. Um, <laughs> and 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 let's just let's just say that there are groups. Just of people tell who, it. No, there are people screaming at one another, right? right. I mean, I mean, what, what were they like, saying? What there is saying? conflict. There what, is conflict. What what, what what was the language that was being used there, Ryan? And it was like, I was like, man, fuck you, man, fuck you. And I was like, okay, okay, we're good, you know. <laughs> and Mrs. Rooney, Mrs. Rooney, rest in peace, was like, Ryan, Ryan, like, is everything okay? I was like, we're fine, don't worry, like everything's fine. <laughs> I, I, there was just some arguments going on, and I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> Whatever argue like there was there was f bombs dropping on both sides and yeah he's editing this shit. Mister Rooney pops out of the car. Mister Rooney pops out of the car, and like it was literally like they're like man like man 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 shut the fuck up that's Mister Rooney over there <laughs> like <laughs> like there was like whatever sides were on had a conflict were just like shut the fuck up that's Mister and they literally like. The, and there's like you know, however <laughs> many stopped. people, however many people stopped in their tracks, and whatever, whatever, whatever conflict they had, 
would just walked over and everyone shook Mr. and Mrs. Rooney's hand. And like, and I was like, I was like, Mrs. Rooney, I told you everything was going to be all right. And then, and then we all walked in the library and like, I was the last one in. And as soon as they walked in the lab there, they're like, man, fuck you, man. <laughs> he went right back to argue. It was, it was, it was hilarious. I'll never, I will like, I will never forget that as long as I live because like I, there was no danger. There was nothing. It was nothing like that. It was just like everyone. Everyone was just arguing about about whatever. But as soon as Mister Rooney got out of the car, everyone was like, "Pay him a Mister Rooney over there, like Mister Rooney's over there, like in the fucking." I was like, "Okay." I'm like shaking hands. I don't know who, who I'm like shaking hands with people. Like, yeah, yeah, we got a book tour. It's okay. Come on over and buy, you know, Allegheny Center or whatever the book was called. Uh, I'll never forget that as long as I do. Because like, because like, like Mrs. Like Mrs. Rooney wasn't frightened or scared. She just wanted to make sure we we're okay. And and like I was like, we're fine. Don't worry. As soon as he gets out of the car, everybody said that he it literally like. I mean. <laughs> When he walked out of that car, it's like a pin drop. <laughs> That's amazing. It all just stops. Ryan, yeah. they want to know in the chat Mr. how Rooney. you got the job with the team. Um, the you know timing is everything. Um, didn't you interview with some guy? No, timing is everything. Um, the I, uh, you know, I I was I was looking for an opportunity and. The Steelers uh, PR head guy at the time, uh, Dave Lockett was his name. Um, he, uh, they were looking for an intern. He he knew he he. My mom worked at a place, and he knew my mom from you know. And he told my mom he was like, "Hey, you know, I don't how's Ryan doing, whatever." Um, and my mom works. My mom works in the service industry. So he was like, Hey, how's Ryan doing? And my mom friend, you know, God bless my mom. You know, she was like, you know, he's having trouble finding a job. And he's like, well, you know, Hey, you know, tell him to contact me. So I contacted him and he was just like, Hey, we're actually looking for an intern. Um, and I emailed him everything. And then literally like I interviewed and like a month <laughs> later I had the job. Um, um, so for Melvin, uh, you know, so I worked there seven years. Um, I'm very, very grateful for my time there. Um, but it, at the end of the day, I had that job when I was young, the travel and the hours, um, it, it really, it just, you know, it got to a point where I needed more career growth. I needed a better work life balance and, uh, you know, you know, it's just, you know. You know, it what it, it was a lot of fun, but you know, it's just it's you know sometimes the fun runs out. Yeah, and you know, actually, you guys are the beneficiaries of the fact that Ryan yeah. left the Steelers because he would not be sitting on this show telling you stories about oh, ben, his time. Ben coming to my defense, okay, babe. All right, I'm, I'm being serious about this. You know, I mean, honestly, Ryan started guessing on this show. Um, I don't know, a little while after you left, a year. Yeah, about a year. It was before the AB stuff happened, and then I took a little sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, we were like, you know, that night we were like, hey, come on and tell us your side of the AB saga. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I needed, I needed, in, I needed, I needed uh, income at that time. So, well, I, I, we yeah. and we understood it at the time. Yeah. We were like, you know, his his employer probably is not real psyched about the fact that he's drawing attention to himself. You know, um, you're supposed to be the guy behind the scenes, not the story. Yeah, that um, was not a fun time in my life. Um, so, but I, yeah. you know, but but for real, like again, I'm very grateful for my time there. You know, um, you know, money, money isn't minute, money isn't everything. Um, but you know, and this is this is the truth. Something, but money, money isn't everything, but it's something. But but the, this is the truth. If you're still listening out there, when Mr. Rooney passed away, that really made me think about um the future of that organization. Um I obviously didn't know the chief. I didn't know Dan's dad, but when Mr. Rooney died, like I felt that like a part of that organization also went. Well yeah. And it was uh I was just like, you know, like if the, if 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 there's a time to leave, I should think about it. Um but again, I'm grateful for my time there. Like I got to go to a Super Bowl my first year there. And then and if you're also listening, I'll share this with you. Uh the last game I ever was at was at with the Steelers was the Patriots in uh 2016 AFC championship game. Um and 16 was their last game. It was 17. It was 16. No, 16 yes. year, 16 year, but it was in a, it was in 17. And okay. yes, so I thought, I thought you left in eighteen. You left in seventeen. No, no, I left. I left July of seventeen. Okay, got it. So in January seventeen, we're playing the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and I'll never forget this. And if you're listening, hopefully you enjoy this. Um, I texted my girlfriend at the time, is now the, my fiance. God bless her as well. She loves me. I don't know why, but um, none of us do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Before the game at, at, at New England, I texted her and I said, I said, pack your bags because we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, you oh. fucking jinxed us, you asshole. Yeah, it was me. It was me. It was me. <laughs> it was definitely me. I all this time um, I was thinking it was Steve the wheelchair guy, and it was actually you. Yeah, it was <laughs> Steve the wheelchair guy. God damn it. All right. And, and, For those of and, you still left in the chat, go back like three episodes or four episodes and listen to hear Ben. a whole lot more episodes than that. But however yeah, long it was. And, and God bless. Hey, you know what the, the best part of that story about is? About getting in a fight with a guy in a wheelchair. Like every yeah. time I bring that up to my friend Nora, whose acquaintance that was, she's like, his name's not Steve. And I'm like, I don't even oh, actually remember what his, what his name actually is. It's something else. It is but good. it's not, not Steve. Long it, story which, short, Ben threatened to punch out a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. So. But I said I would sit in a chair while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. He deserved it. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me wrap up. Let me On wrap up. Note, we've, <laughs> we've been in SCB overtime. Right, for like. Let me wrap up. This way an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the Brady. So the Brady three. So before that, before that AFC championship game, I texted you jinxed us because you're an I asshole. Said, I said, pack your bags. We're making the Super Bowl. And God bless her. She didn't say a word until even at halftime, the Steelers were only down it by one score. And at the end of the third quarter, 
my phone vibrated and I went to the like the 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 Microsoft tablet tent to check my phone. And I remember she texted me, LOL. <laughs> Cause like by that point it was oh, done. No. like, like it was done. It was like 33, like 14 or something. And I was like, you know what? She's a good girl. She didn't ruin it for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would just like to point out that, uh, the game that I threatened to punch Steve, the wheelchair guy in <laughs> was the Jesse James Let's caught it game. This. Jesse James did did catch that fucking ball and one Steve the wheelchair guy is a fucking jinx I'm listening who is is a Packers fan and always shows up and they fucking lose and two celebrated that play and three got angry when the bar played renegade and I don't I don't even like sticks but I had had a fucking enough when he started like getting pissed because they were playing renegade in the Steelers bar. I'd had enough and I was going to punch him the fuck out. And yes, I had been drinking and tensions were very, very high. And Jesse James did catch that fucking ball. God damn it. Steelers should have won that game. The rest hadn't fucked them, but they did. And you got a guy over here in a wheelchair who won't shut the fuck up during the game at all. We're watching the game and I'd had enough. And I, I lost my shit and I was like, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna punch out your friend, Nora. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick his fucking ass right here, right now. I'll tell you what, I'll move my chair closer to him and I'll sit down while I do it. And that is a true story. <laughs> Judge me all you fucking want. Send your hate mail to Steve De- to Steel Dad. He loves hate mail, loves it. Yeah. I'll right. laugh. On that note, for Ryan and I, it's almost one AM. Ben, I know Whatever. it's a normal time for you because you're like in a weird time Five minutes zone. to ten. All right. Well, we, we got to go. Whatever happens you know, after this, I hope, not to God, I hope to God this thing actually records because it's been recording for almost three hours now. And hopefully Mark will have a great recording tomorrow to look at. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll um, see what happens. Thanks, everyone, for off, hanging out with us. We, we really appreciate it. True story. Yeah, thank you. No, we, we really actually do appreciate all the engagement, really. And I, I we appreciate all of your, your questions and comments yeah. and the fact that you're willing to listen to us <laughs> rant. Listen to our drunk asses. Just I like this because I get like, everybody that comments. I wonder if I know you. This will be at, at this point, I am like I'm I'm actually pretty drunk. So this is uh pretty much like a, a it's basically like tailgating with us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see you later this season if mark picks a fucking game <laughs> and on behalf of ian and scarps i'd just like to say good night and uh hey go Steelers. Go Steelers. <laughs> and the ravens do in fact suck yes they fucking do good night <laughs>